Hello and welcome to the Weird Geeks Horror Show, where every Friday we'll be covering another instalment in a classic horror franchise. Go to weirdgeeks.com and weirdgeeks on iTunes to check out our other podcast series, social medias, Twitch streams, contact details and news on our very own feature films, albums, shorts and more that are currently in production for our publisher, We Are Tessellate. Weird Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the film's reference, and no infringement is intended. Geeks! Geeks! Hello and welcome back to the Weird Geeks Horror Show, where every single Friday we take you through another installment in a classic horror retrospective franchise. I'm your host, Al White, and joining me throughout a brand new series are the returning team from Child's Play and Wreck. Is that all we've done together? Yep. I think so. So yep. this is the hat trick. Is that what they call it when you do things three times? This is the hat trick. This is our trick. Uh, second found footage adventure together. Although our third one, Alex. We've got Alex on the chart. Hi. How, hi. And hi. <laughs> and Al- Alison Holland. <laughs> hi. Yeah, uh, well, you know, Alex, we did Blair Witch with Heaven, of course. We did. Um, I just finished doing a podcast show with her. And let me tell you, hard one to wrangle. <laughs> <laughs> I love Heaven so much, especially since her second name is Lee. So her full name is Heavenly. Heavenly. But fucking hell, trying to, <laughs> trying to schedule with that lady during COVID when she's just in a new relationship nightmare let me tell you <laughs> absolute nightmare she just came uh, down to our beach because we got bioluminescence near where i'm living and she came down to our beach for like the second or third time uh in a in a week or whatever and did some surfing at one in the morning wow it's like i couldn't imagine it sounds just like heaven. that yeah. sounds like a good time for sharks i know it's like i can imagine anything scarier than surfing in the dark i mean it's not dark she's, she's got the bioluminescence sure with everyone watching, by the way, because people are just sitting out there. <laughs> and she's At the one crazy person to go running into the water. Well, last time she did it was like at 8.30. Hmm. Anyway, this is really what people want to hear. If they're new to us, hello, welcome, head on out to Weird Geeks on your Blackberries, on your PDA systems, is that a thing? On your PSPs, yeah. find us, subscribe us, rate us. It helps us out a whole bunch because we do all this free. We don't do patrons, we don't do banner ads. And by the love of everything, we're not going to try and sell you any... Johnny Lightning Toy Cars. You got it. For anyone who listened to our Blair Witch podcast, you can't see this right now. <laughs> we are streaming this show for the first time. And Alex is holding up his beautiful Blair Witch 2 Book of Shadows still sealed in the pack. So yep. only imagine how much money that is worth. I know. That is increasing <laughs> in value every year. Every second. He's doing something every second. Uh, yeah, we, I mean, we're definitely not going to try and sell you that because we're going to wait for it to truly appreciate before mm-hmm. we hock that on eBay yep. and then we'll retire. All right. What are we here to talk about? VHS. Now, this is, like you said, we're returning found footage. It was nice to get you two back again because, again, heaven's a nightmare. So, Ali, thank you for <laughs> coming in. You're welcome. Um, 
it's also the first time we've ever covered an anthology film. Uh, not just one, but three anthology films. Uh, we had a whole scheduling this year that obviously got fucked because of COVID. We were going to be covering uh, Ghostbusters. We were going to be covering Candyman. All of that's been shuffled around a lot. So we're looking for things to plug in. And yeah, I actually reached out to Alex because I was like, you know what? I miss doing I miss doing them with you. Let me know what you want to do from the list. And you looked through and you picked this. Why, Alex? Why did you pick VHS? <laughs> Well, I'm a big fan of found footage. I'd heard about this series and I was just looking for a quick short series to jump back into, Al, before we got to the big stuff. Valid. That Um, was my real reason. I was picking shorter (laughs) series. You know which one I really want to do. I know. You want to do paranormal activity. Yeah. (laughs) And I forebode it. (laughs) We're getting there. We had a whole conversation because Blumhouse have announced that they're doing a new paranormal and you're like, that's not going to happen. And I was like, it's fucking Blumhouse. They'll put anything out. So, of course, it's going to happen. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) That's me burning any bridges with Blumhouse. (laughs) By the way, I did the best horror film, mainstream horror film I've seen in a long time with Invisible Man this year. Also did one of the worst with Fantasy Island. But hey. (laughs) There you go. You give it your takeaway. Yeah. Ali very kindly said she would come in as well, not understanding what she was getting herself into, apparently. No. No, do you have no conception really of an anthology? You hadn't seen an anthology horror before? Or? Nope. This is the first one. I was very confused, which we can talk about once we get into the movie. <laughs> but my biggest concern with this one is I don't know what I'm going to get you guys as the end of podcast gift because my idea would be the exact same idea for the rec gift, which you guys still have not used. Maybe uh, the gift we'll the gift in this one can be you shouting at us to really use <laughs> the last gift. Yeah. It'll be more film. I'll buy you more film and say, now you get to make it longer. Yeah. We can do a proper... We could do it as in an anthology theme now. Okay. Uh, but, um, I've had to shuffle the order of how we normally do these shows for this one because it is an anthology, so things are a little bit weird. But yes, let's get into the year that it was um we like to look at the landscape we're talking about 2012 i'm slightly distracted by the things that are happening around us at the moment i'm trying not to be (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're gonna look at 2020 2012 2020 2012 the year that john cusack escaped the world dissolving just a foot away from him at all times if by the way if the world never does end and yellowstone erupts you know to stay one foot away from john cusack and you'll be fine yeah, I mean, this was the year that the Mayan calendar ended. Everyone expected the apocalypse. Little did they know it, it would arrive eight years later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Miscalculated. I mean, things, have been, things have been pretty surreal since 2012, to be honest. So maybe, yeah. maybe it did end. Uh, this movie, by the way, gets a 5.8 out of 10. Our quick caveat that I do want to say that we don't normally do. So our rule on the Weird Geek Show is, look... We like tearing apart certain movies because it's fun. It doesn't mean we don't respect the movies that are happening. Um, Sometimes sorry, someone it just might. Tried to, someone just tried to ring me on my phone. No one ever rings me on my phone. And, and there was too much stuff coming at me. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't mean it's what we think of those people. Uh, I've met some very lovely people who made films that I didn't enjoy. Just my opinion whether I like that film or not. It doesn't mean they're not going to make something else that I don't love. You know, uh, but part of the fun of this show is just kind of like, yeah, giving love and not giving hate because we don't do that. We try to be fairly critically, we deconstruct things. Yeah, you know, I think we've, we may have mentioned this in the past, but we're all involved in the industry in one way or another um, as creatives. So we certainly appreciate and understand 
the effort and struggle it can take to getting something made and put out there. But yeah. Why this caveat? Why this caveat on this one, Alex? Well, because I feel very lucky to now call either just acquaintances and some people, friends maybe, of quite a few people involved with the VHS series. And as we posted out that this is what we were going to be doing next... I had even more people contact me to go, oh, my boyfriend's in that or my person wrote this or whatever. Um, so I feel acutely aware that I could be offending a lot of people if anyone listens. Luckily, no one listens to our podcast, so we're totally fine. We could say what we want, but I do want to make it crystal clear. Just because I don't like, if I don't like a short film or I don't like someone's performance in something, that's not, that doesn't mean I don't like them as people or that they couldn't do something else that you really actually enjoy. We're just talking about this, these specific films. We're not going to censor ourselves. We're not going to pull punches. <laughs> these are our, just our opinions. So, you know, if that upsets someone who's listening, who's like, oh, but yeah, I was involved in this and I'm really sorry. The person we have most respect for is the writer of, of oh, fuck, what was it? Willow Creek? No, it wasn't Willow Creek, was it, Alex? Exists? Oh, exists. Exists, yeah. Who only started following Alex on Twitter after... <laughs> You, <laughs> I just made a comment about the start of the film. <laughs> you hadn't even seen the film at that point, which was no. fucking brilliant. Loved it, and it was more directed towards Eduardo Sanchez's directing, I think. Who we're going to be talking about uh, later on in these series, in this series, um, but we'll get there when we get there. All right, with all of that awkward, embarrassing caveats out of the way, twenty twelve. Yeah. Uh, who has? We all know it's really just going to affect you, Al. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got a worldwide box office of 2012? Hey, let me start with number 10. It was number three in this trilogy. Was anyone expecting it? I don't think so. Men in Black 3. Men in Black 3. I wasn't expecting two, no matter three, no matter international. Coming in at number nine, a franchise that grew and grew after this first one in the series. Probably the second best in the series, in my opinion. Number nine, The Hunger Games. Which one's this? Oh, is this Catching Fire? The second one. Oh, no, sorry, you're no, this is the first one. Oh, the first oh, one. The first oh, yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Second one's the best one. For second sure. one's That's the best what one. Sean's and been saying the same thing. We're going to rewatch them during quarantine. Don't bother you know, watching the last the second one. <laughs> God, they're awful. Don't bother watching the first one. I'm glad Coming Sean's in at number eight. I don't know how many films are in this franchise now, but it's Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted. Nobody knows. It's impossible to tell. Okay. The most complex ethical kids film of all time, by the way, Madagascar. This film, I went with Al just on a date, just the two of us. Uh, We went and saw this at... uh, We're going to do double dates. It's uh, Shepherd's Bush. He bought me some popcorn and a nice meal. It's The Amazing Spider-Man. Do we really? Yep. I have no recollection of that. Clearly, it meant a lot to Al. (laughs) We had just finished shooting our short then, hadn't we? And then put it out like a couple of days before. So that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Yep. And uh, we went to see that, and that was beautiful. I really remember it. Uh, he bought me nice popcorn. I remember it. Christina's constantly talking about like times we see movies together. It's like I have no recollection of watching any movie with Christina other yeah. than a ghost story. Yeah, no, it was just you and me during the day. We drove from your place, your old place in Notting Hill. Um, you asked we me. We drove what... from there to West Hill? <laughs> yes, we drove. What we the hell's dr- wrong with us? I don't know. We drove, and I remember we sat in the car, and you asked me what were some of my favorite apps and websites. Yeah. We were talking about porn. Is that it what you're was still? It was still a courting phase, and oh. let's just say, 
It works. If we were at a courting phase, then I definitely asked you about porn. <laughs> That's my like day it, one it, question. Uh, maybe it was about porn, but I told you websites. I was like, oh, I like this sports website and I like this. this. So maybe I completely <laughs> misunderstood wasn't the what, question. Yeah, it wasn't what I was looking for. I read I the ringer trying. every day. I think from you, I learned to, you know, just be more direct. What point do you scrub to? That was all I needed to ask. Okay. Coming to number six, The Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn, part two. Why are these shitty fucking sequels happening? <laughs> Coming in at number five, Ice Age, Continental Drift. I think this was number I mean, 11 in the series. Copy and paste my last comment. Number four, The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey. I mean, seriously, all these fucking Okay, so The Hobbit, out of the top 10, is the first to break the billion dollar mark worldwide. Oh, well, the top three all broke the billion mark? Yeah. And we're 2012, mm. right? They're all very close, except for So that means we're one. four years after, okay, the MCU kicked off, which means it must be Avengers year, was it? Or so number three is The Dark Knight Rises. That was my bad impression. Very good, very, very good. bad. Good. I like. I haven't seen that movie actually. I don't think since it came out. But I came out liking it a lot more than most people. I thought it was an underappreciated movie at the time. But. Really? Did people not like that so much? Yeah, people don't like Dark Knight Rises very much. Yeah. Well, screw them. Coming to number two, Skyfall. This was the second Sam Mendes Bond film. Am I right? <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? It's pretty, it's pretty good. It got 1.1 million. And coming in at number one, Al, you billion. were correct. Billion. Billion, yep. <laughs> Skyfall in. made just over a million dollars. Coming in at $1.5 billion worldwide. Al, you guessed it. The Avengers. The movie that is only remembered as a bunch of people standing in a circle looking confused at their surroundings. <laughs> Look, I was so excited when Avengers came out. Obviously, there day one and you know first screening with a group of like twenty of us, and someone was sitting next to me actually in tears because they just like their partner had just broken up with them. So it was quite distracting, and I had a kind of a, a <laughs> terrible moment where I was so amped for Avengers and I really wanted to help my friend, but I was also like, "Do you mind being upset about your breakup somewhere else? Because you're really <laughs> ruining this movie experience for everybody." But I didn't do that. Um, now you but, have, if they listen. Now I have. I mean, feel it's long enough now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm still. I was a little disappointed. Like, I loved the hype of Avengers. Was so big to see those characters together. Was so like enthralling. But I had huge problems with that movie even at that time. And now, whenever I go back to it, whenever I see MCU list, that's always still really high up as Avengers. I'm like, is it though, or is it just like the excitement level was we'd never seen anything like it at that point? So people still hold it in high regard because whenever I go back to that film, it's like this does not stand up compared to where they went with things. Yeah, and it doesn't it, it doesn't look great anymore. I don't think. No, the costumes alone is like it's like Harry Potter one and two where it looks pantomime compared <laughs> yeah. to like the next Harry Potter's. That's what it's like for Avengers. Yeah. Anyway, that was illuminating as always, Alex. Thank you so much. Thank you. Alison, you've got them spookies. I do. The spookies of 2012. The first one on the list is The ABCs of Death. It's more anthology horror. Haven't seen it. American Mary. Yeah, people like this. I saw it at Fright Fest a long time ago. I don't remember much. I wasn't a big fan. But. We also had Bait this year. Bait is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Bait is... Yeah, shark movie, uh, Australian. But Al and I uh, watched this together in a hotel room, I think, in Utah. I bet Al doesn't remember. No, I remember snuggling in bed with people. I just don't remember <laughs> mm. going to cinema with them. 
I see. <laughs> uh, we also have the battery. We were well into the courting phase. We were. <laughs> we oh, we were spooning. Um, the battery is very cool, low budget. Uh, Jeremy Gardner. Um, yeah. Horror what are we stuff. talking here? Indie Triple horror. A, double A. A seventy six. All right. Next up, the cabin in the woods. Everybody knows and loves the cabin in the woods. Mm. The collection. This is a sequel to the collector, not the John Fowles book. Spookies. Uh, they're doing a third one now, I believe, which must be called The Collected. I don't know. They're going to be running out of... <laughs> Tenses of that word. Yeah. Grave Encounters 2 also came out this year. <sighs> Alex. Still haven't seen this film. Desperate to watch it, but also desperate to make Bethany watch it every time Dude, I They're it really up. bad. Just to be clear, they're not great movies. They're just like, if you enjoy Paranormal Activity, but you want to see that like amped to 20 oh, and yeah. just really silly. Oh yeah, and Grave Encounters that are what you're I'm not expecting on. anything uh, groundbreaking here, but I feel like it's something we need to watch together. She's refused every time. <laughs> she said yes one night, and then was like, no. <laughs> said yes, and then deliberately delayed until she was like, no, I want to go to bed. <laughs> Smart move. Maniac. Uh, yeah, this is a, honestly a fantastic remake. Um, Alexandra Aja produced it. He didn't direct it, did he? Elijah Wood stars in it, although it's all told in the first-person perspective, so you don't actually see Elijah Wood very often, to be honest. Um, mm. But it's really cool. Next up, The Pact. Yeah. It's forgettable. It was kind of big at the time. I don't know if it's big, but it had, it had a proper cinema release. But I remember thinking it was all right. Mm. More spooky stuff. Definitely more supernatural stuff. That's the key thing to notice here. It's the vibe. Well, this next one is for you, Alex, and also to add on to Al's note, Paranormal Activity 4. Paranormal Activity 4. Which one was Which that? that? Jesus. Not the best one. We know that. <laughs> Definitely not the best one. I'm trying to think. It's not, one one, it's not the one with the kids, uh, with the, no. the teenagers. Oh, I no. It's, it's, yeah, it's the, the webcam one. It is the webcam one? Yeah. With the blonde girl okay. and the guy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this next one is a movie... I never thought I'd have to say the title of again. Piranha 3 Double D. <laughs> Woo! Back! Ali enjoyed. Well, to be honest, you like 3 Double D. This was a shocker. Everyone should go and listen to a Piranha series because that was the most interesting because it was you, Katie, and myself. Yeah. And that was the most interesting, I think, discussions that we've had to do with... And obviously, these are generalizations. Everyone has a different perspective. But yeah. a female perspective on objectivity and just violence in a movie to a male perspective and the things that i found abhorrent were in three double d which not that either you or katie enjoyed three double d but you found them less abhorrent than actually 3d yep for reasons that people can go and listen to yeah we i think we'll probably get into a similar discussion which is something <laughs> well i wanted to bring it up but ariel also asked it in our chat so we will get there and i was going to reference oh, piranha 3d in that conversation but hold on that next up another one the Al Pals have covered Wreck 3 Genesis. All right. We did it. We enjoyed this movie. Wreck 3 is back in the building, the wedding. right? No, Wreck 3 is the wedding. That one's fun. Yeah, where, where it the, stops from being found oh, footage. Oh, that's right. The, yeah. Gyrating that dancing zombies. It's pretty good. Wedding uh, uh, bride with the chainsaw. Yep. Pretty yeah. fucking cool. Good fun. <laughs> uh, Sadako 3D. 
We'll get to all of the Ring films. There are about 16 of them, and that's not me exaggerating. I mean, Um, personally, I prefer Sadako 3 Double D, but... (laughs) (laughs) You just like some cleavage on your ghost, Steve, Alex. (laughs) All right, we're almost through. Silent Hill Revelation 3D. Lots of 3D this year. I can't believe that that was that year. But yeah, no, 3D was big. Don't need to tell you which one I prefer. That's not a good film. <laughs> we, we all know, Alex. <laughs> I mean, they have the nurses and that, Alex, so you're getting your three double D, don't worry. I just realized that for people on Instagram, they're not getting Ali saying these films that we're talking about right no. now. No. So, no. yeah. <laughs> if anyone, no, but we can't keep them up. We have such a, such a small trickle of people just sort of coming yeah. in and out of Instagram. I think as they come in and go, these two are fucking nuts because <laughs> they're, they're just, just talking just to themselves. Speaking. <laughs> Something's missing, though. All right, second to last on the list, Silent House. Yeah, this, I'm trying to remember the country that this originally came from, but America jumped on the remake bandwagon of this while the original film was still in festivals. So they basically came out within the same 12-month bracket. They're both meant to be, I believe, the first horror feature film that was a single shot for the entire movie. Mm. Uh, they're not, obviously, um, but yeah. Um, and to be honest, they're both good, but it's just one of those things like it's completely redundant <laughs> doing this. And it's a very quiet movie anyway, so you don't even... Oh, it's fucking stupid. And last one is the movie Sinister. I still haven't Sinister's, seen any of this series. Well, there's only two of them. Uh, yeah, they're, yeah they're, uh, I mean, I, I enjoy Sinister 1 uh, with Ethan Hawke. It's not my favorite, but it's a good movie. Spooky. It, uh, it includes some of spooks. I didn't get spooked, but I'm dead inside. So that is correct. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ali. So if there's Ooh. one thing we can take from that, there's a bunch of fan footage. There's a little bit of mythology and there's a whole bunch of supernatural things going on. And 3D. This is 2012 vibe. 3D. This is a 2012 vibe. That's it. And you take three out of those four things and you go VHS. Uh, it has... <laughs> normally this is where we go for director, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to have to go through those piece by piece as yep. we go through the show so it's good we're going to split this up a little differently budgeted as i couldn't find an accurate budget they obviously don't want people to know box office made a hundred thousand dollars domestic not great but made about two million worldwide i'm guessing this movie was incredibly cheap to make it obviously did well enough to get two sequels in quick succession and i think it obviously did well on vod and on you know dvd and blu-ray and stuff like that so the genesis of this was bloody disgusting the site bloody disgusting uh brad miska who's one of the creators of bloody disgusting wanted to work with filmmakers that they already had a good relationship with through the website so they got people to pitch their ideas they came up they already had basically the sort of overarching segment idea and then they got people to pitch their ideas bring them in treatments and scripts for the different segments um, and kind of let them do what they want if they liked it they're like yeah just go do it and yeah they they said it was like a living project you know, they were just kind of like figuring out how to plug holes in it, you know, like, oh, we need something a little bit more buoyant here. We need something a little bit more here um, and selecting things like that to assemble it. Yeah, it does seem a little, you know, from what I was reading with how they made it, it definitely seemed, yeah, a living project is a positive spin on how to do it. Also seemed a little bit like we're making it up as we go along is a different way to go. Yeah. Um, but it's a cool idea and it's a nice, you know, way to work with the people um the the yeah the different creators who get to like do something different and try things out and some of the things that they would do here you they would go on to do in you know feature films in a different way uh so they work with nine directors on this which we will get to 
how that is. But let's talk quickly then about our own... So anthology horror, been around forever. I mean, anthologies themselves have been around since the beginning of time. Stories being told, basically. Um, anthology horror really came around in like the 1920s, I believe it was. And then it took off into like 30s and 40s. And then it kind of ebbs and flows. There's always like, uh, you know, a small amount coming out. I have a bad bad history with anthology horror i do not like it at all like that's my ba- my basic thing is if i'm going to like a film festival and then a film pops up and it's going to be anthology horror i'm like oh. one because i just don't really like short films very much um i want to like get myself properly into a story and most of the time because short like anthology horror normally seems to be an excuse to bring out for me the worst traits in horror directors it's like cool we can just goof around do something stupid do something cheap occasionally it will hit the mark and you might have fun most of the time it's just going to annoy me the only benefit is normally you're out pretty quickly and then you're into something else but yeah i'm not i know a lot of people love anthology horror for me no i'm really hard to be won over there's very few that have appealed to me which is why it's going to be interesting doing this series to see if I'm being won over by VHS. I have seen all of these movies before. It has been quite a while, though. I don't think I've seen any of them since they came out. So it's been, you know, a good eight years or so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm I'm coming into this completely raw, I guess. It's completely new to me. Both the series and my experience with anthology horror. So, yeah, everything is quite new. So I, I guess I was coming into it with an open mind, knowing that it was going to be this sort of anthology series. My thinking was, how is it going to be interconnected? Or is it going to be interconnected? I don't mind if things are like you, you, you have a film that is a series of shorts, but there is some kind of overarching sort of thread to them all, or there's little Easter eggs in one that you might find in another, like that stuff I kind of like. So I was sort of on the lookout for that as well and kind of coming into it with with an open mind, I guess. Yep, these are, I'm in a similar boat. I've never seen an anthology film, didn't really have any idea as to how it would be formatted, if it was just going to be a series of short films, literally just like cut and pasted together with like, whether they were assigned a, a theme in advance and they edit it together in a way to make a full story, or if it was gonna be kind of intercut together. And I have to say that was one of the more confusing parts for me is because it was intercut together and with the nature of found footage being really bad quality, it took me a while to figure out which characters were different. So I wasn't quite sure when one short was different from the one that I was already watching. So we can get into that (laughs) once we 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 start going through it. And for anyone who's joining us on Instagram, please be aware that you're only hearing two parts of this tripod. Uh, you can head on over to Zoom to hear Ali's opinions if we sit here creepily staring at each other. It's not just the love that Alex and I feel. It's us doing yeah, we that, don't, we, also we don't, listening. Al and I don't just talk to each other and then pause. <laughs> we just go on Instagram live just to look at each other publicly in yeah. silence. If you want to join our Zoom chat, the meeting code is 308-620-1259. On our stories and on our posts. All right. Yeah, well, I think this is, this is, I mean, I'm excited, genuinely. I'm excited for this series, even though there's only three films uh, to get into it. And I, and I have a mission that I'm going to be doing, which I will explain to you as we go through, which I think will be pretty evident. Um, so we're going to start this movie with a wraparound segment. Now, first problem, I don't want to skip to the end, but I'm going to for a second. This isn't a fucking wraparound segment. No, it it's is, not. But it doesn't close out the movie. 
which is a, it's actually a big problem I have with this film. But anyway, tape 56. We'll get there when we get to the end. We're going to yeah. open on this. It's very traditional for an anthology. Obviously, you've got something that ties in the themes, that ties in some of the elements from the other movies. It might literally cross over if they exist in the same world. In this one, I think, I think what we're going to go with here is, yes, we exist in the same world. We have Tape 56 directed by Adam Wingard, who, of course, did Your Next, The Guest. We've covered him before with Blair Witch, the remake. Yeah. He did Death Note, and he's doing Godzilla vs. Kong, which has been pushed a few times now. I have a history of saying I'm not a big fan of Adam Wingard. Again, not the person, but the films. I don't hate anything he's done other than Death Note. I was not a fan of that. But it was like The Guest. People fucking love that movie. And I was like, yeah, it was fun. Uh, You're Next. People love that movie. I was like, it was fine. But I'm like a big slasher fan. And I was quite, I'm very particular with my slasher films. Uh, Blair Witch, we actually quite enjoyed. But, yeah. you know, had some problems with it. Yeah. So I'm not a huge huge fan of Adam Wingard's work but it always means you can have a certain level of quality at least well the thing I appreciated here was as we talked about in his Blair Witch sequel I guess was it was found footage but it was very slick very Hollywood looking the thing I liked with this right off the bat was it did look like it was shot on old tapes with like scratchy cuts and rewinds and overlaps and I was like cool this is gonna at least this is starting with a feel that fits the genre in the way that i like it but oh, we'll, yeah. we'll see how that kind of plays out <laughs> yeah no this was very genuine in tape 56 um yeah written by himself and simon barrett who is one of you know, his co-writer for all of i think all of those films um who's actually he's done some really cool stuff starring calvin reader as gary who is in your next he also does some directing we've got lane hughes as zach who's also in your next we've got kentucky audley was it or kentucky sorry kentucky audley as rocks she's in uh, so he's in her smell and The Sacrament, uh, which is a Ty West film, which we'll get to later. Adam Wingard himself is in here as Brad. We've got Frank Stack as the old man who was in a previous Adam Wingard film called A Horrible Way to Die. And then Simon Barrett, the writer, as Steve. So that's going to be a recurring thing we're going to see are a lot of the directors yeah. um, and writers and people are all going to be involved in this. It really was a like pet project of people like, cool, we've got like, very little money. Let's just go make a movie and throw ourselves in it. Because that's- Yeah, there's so much as well besides like directors and stuff being in their own stuff but directors being in some of the other projects and writers like there's a lot of kind of cross-pollinating between the projects there is a lot of cross-pollination yeah we're kicking off with a bloody disgusting logo which is one you're not going to see often in front of a feature film um and we get yeah the sound of vhs being put in pressing play which obviously an entire generation now will have no idea what that sound is redundant (laughs) will they even know what a vhs is i feel they still will right now but yeah give it give it a decade and this could be a confusing movie for them and yeah like you said alex true vhs quality footage which i immediately i mean did to yeah i turned to katie fairly early on in this and said it doesn't matter how bad a found footage film is if it's shot in like the actual old school format so like not how we do found footage now with you know beautiful 1080p digital it's just inherently spooky <laughs> there's yeah. something about that grimy snuff film like vhs feel and yeah, we're immediately kicking off with, uh, I guess, a theme that's going to continue throughout the VHS uh, film, which is men, men are pervs and are trying to either see women naked or film, well, normally film women naked, basically. So we've got a guy who's trying to yeah, have sex with, we don't know if it's his girlfriend, we don't know if it's someone he's brought back for one night, whatever, and he set up a camera to try and record that as we go through 
this reoccurring segment of of tape 56 we're going to keep cutting into this i think yeah. as comedy relief i think that's what it's meant to be <laughs> that's not how it comes across no like, no <laughs> which again would be fine if this was like the only bit of this yeah but it's not it's not <laughs> it's <all>. not <laughs> And yeah, we're going to be hanging out with a bunch of guys in masks who are in snowy kind of just like dreary middle America, nowhereville kind of thing. Just smashing um, shit. Fucking just destroying stuff. I mean, but very early on, we're immediately getting them like driving up to a woman who's walking with, I guess, her boyfriend. And then they jump out of the car, pull up her top uh, to see her boobs while they're filming it. And like she's screaming. Her boyfriend does nothing. <laughs> does nothing, like kind of disappears and she's screaming and they're like, show her tits show her tits insane uh, yeah. absolutely it's absolutely pretty, insane it's pretty awful I, I i turned to bethany and i was like so we want these guys to die right because <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah it was a lot it was a lot straight off the bat to have yeah just these like disgusting awful people i mean this like, is yeah this is what's setting the tone for a two-hour and I, movie <laughs> and like there was a part of me that was like it's okay terrible. it's trying to put it in the context of found footage and sort of saying like oh you could it could be any like if if you're going along the principles it's found footage it could be anyone on this tape and you don't necessarily have to like them and they can be rotten ugly people and it's kind of unlocking and discovering this this journey that they go on and how sinister that becomes or doesn't become but then i was like but it is still also a film and, and <laughs> where, where you still still have to have some kind of endearing quality for someone so you can at least kind of go along with it in some way well this is the thing um and very quickly just just for anyone who's uh who's who's watching or listening uh nathan hurts r.i.p uh of the podcast crew has joined us in the instagram live chat don't believe it don't believe it it's someone pretending to be him we can confirm <laughs> r.i.p nate hurts he is no longer with us since the wonder woman Nate, join the zoom call 308-62-1259 I agree with you completely. And this is the thing. Okay, so I always need empathetic characters. That's my basic standard of any movie. I don't care if they're villainous or not. I need to understand them and, and have an empathetic character. I agree unfortunately, completely. there are a lot of people in. But unfortunately, yeah, there are a lot of people in the world who are difficult to have empathy with as the older I get and the more people I meet, the more I discover that. And I try to. I try to understand, you know, their perspective. Particularly at the age that these guys are at and the position that these guys are at, yes, there are people like this in the world. Yeah. So I have to, like, disband my media thing of. I want to like the people I'm watching in these things and go with, okay, well, they're clearly like, I hope they're clearly expecting, like you say, for us to see these are assholes, these are dicks. Yeah, these they, are, they'll get know. their comeuppance kind of thing. Exactly. And that may not be where I was hoping it was going to go in the beginning of this movie, but it works. This is the thing. If that's what they're trying to do, it's effective. The way it's shot is unnerving. Them doing something like that immediately to a woman like makes me feel, yeah really like it it makes you feel uncomfortable immediately and horror films are meant to make you feel uncomfortable so i was actually like well this is working there's a problem with this that i'll get to when we get to the end credits which kind of excuse all of this yeah but going with it as we're working through the film i'm like well you're setting a mood and it is a mood that is pretty fucking prevalent you know and then they immediately go to this house and they're just destroying it like a bunch of angry apes you know and it's just like okay I don't like these people and and I feel uncomfortable being around them. Yeah. And if that's where you want me to be, because you want to put me on edge with these people, it's working. Because I genuinely, it does feel like real found footage. And for the time that this was made, 
maybe it's a little late for it but definitely when you're talking about you know the early noughties like 2000 or whatever the jackass era was happening exactly. there was a lot of this shit there was a lot of this shit and going around and like yeah they're getting upskirts on women and pulling up their tops and all of this stuff and it was horrible yeah so it, it definitely feels it definitely it. feels like that of that time of the kind of jackass kind of thing especially i remember seeing it around growing up with with those guys doing their thing you know you would see so many different people grab a camera and it was all like one-upmanship like who could do the next worst thing like who could take a one step crazier so yeah. it definitely has that kind of feeling behind it can we tell the shannon story oh yeah i was the thinking shannon about story. that because I feel like I, want, I was wondering, so... Like, which uh, one she was asked Yeah, for. so Shannon, our friend Shannon <laughs> oh, Hollander, yeah. who some of our listeners will know from previous podcasts and horror retrospectives, told us... From I previous think, trauma, I think. <laughs> from previous trauma. I think she told this story in the Conjuring series that she did with Al and I. But she said uh, she knew someone from this series or someone that knew one of the directors and had asked her if she... I think she said, now I could be paraphrasing, that they wanted her to send them a photo or just did, it was either send her a photo or just like straight up asked her if she would get her tits out for this film. Yeah, no, they needed a woman to like get her boobs out, but they weren't going to show her face, I think was the thing. Yeah, which makes me wonder if it's that first woman. You do definitely see her face. And I'm trying to think now, because there are a lot of boobs in this film, maybe the most we've ever covered, (laughs) to be clear, but I don't know... So I don't know if there's any that you don't see the face of. Yeah. I think we can safely say Shannon made the right choice. I agree. <laughs> I know. There have been quite a few films, actually, which I've seen which Shannon had the opportunity to go for, but she made them turn down because of boob ones. There was one which was actually a film that I quite liked, and she was upset afterwards. She was like, God damn it. I got my boobs out for that <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So we're all... I mean, Ali, obviously, you're the only female on the show. We always make sure there's at least one female, at least one ma- male... There are no other, well, there are other options, obviously, for on our shows. There's other uh, So that we can cover. I know, that's why I just corrected myself. Don't call me out. I call myself out. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm better at shaming myself than anybody. That's, that's fair. Obviously, this is something we're going to keep coming back to a little bit throughout this. So I will say for me, though, this is like the most abhorrent version of it. Like trying to like sneakily film a sex tape is one level of deplorable. It's another thing to like yeah, be in the street with masks on and grab a woman and pull her top up while she's screaming. Yeah. Well, so this it's it is extremely uncomfortable, which is why I was very confused as to what Alex had texted us saying, Allie, you should watch this first short with Sean. And I was like, what about this does Alex think Sean would enjoy? Um, but Which was not what I meant. No, no. You, it was because it's, this movie's not scary. I meant watch the scary. whole film with him yeah. because it's not scary. Um, <laughs> he won't be scared. I get what you're saying, Al, that, that it's, if it's if they're trying to set the mood of like, these dudes are fucking awful and they're idiots and you're not supposed to like them fine but it it is a theme that carries on through almost every single short in this so that's where it gets to be a little more frustrating and a little more reminiscent of the why i hated piranha 3d and i think that that's something though ali that's like an interesting insight into the horror psyche because we can all kid ourselves and it's very hard i think to separate it even from our own intent to what we put out but the horror world revolves around a lot of this stuff and the kind of like playing that balance of, oh, this is for the purpose of the story, but also 
it's slightly for the titillation of the people who are watching it. And that's where it gets really like uncomfortable. Yeah. Is when it seesaws too hard. It's one thing to have like a woman taken off a top in a Friday the thirteenth film, uh, in a sexy scene, to have something like this where you're like, Okay, but it doesn't some of have the viewers are enjoying this, this still just because it's boobs, you know? Um, and the fact that they're intercutting it with a sex tape is like, okay, we're really like going for boob boob boobs. And then because each of these I think were done in a bubble, I don't think they knew. So it was probably a little bit embarrassing when everyone handed it in and you get it all in and it's like, oh, wow. Well, it's Everybody's also, it's even, the same intent. it then becomes even more embarrassing when you watch the credits and it's wow. 99% men. So you're like, yeah. not only are you telling me in this movie that almost all men are assholes, but the fact that all of these were made separately and all of them were made by men, you're also, also somewhat hinting that in the real world, it's the same way. Yeah. So yeah, that's- I totally- I agree with you on that. Uh, shitty. But it's one of the other things that was confusing is because they had masks on, because they're all white and because the quality of the footage is really terrible, I just assumed it was the same guys once we got into the thread story, I guess, which is when they're <laughs> right. going to the old man's house. So, and especially because it is. It is? Yeah. Okay. It is the same guys. So, yeah, this whole bit. And I found this in some of them is is because we're working on a shorter format for these films is that when it's kind of diving into the the meat of these stories, sometimes the the expositional stuff to kind of catch us up would sometimes feel either a bit rushed or so just kind of random <laughs> that I was like, what the fuck? Like, what's happening? So these guys, right doing all these tapes which and correct me if i'm wrong here they're selling or one of the guys like pawning off these yeah they were like, contacted yeah. by an anonymous person to get tapes well, that's for separate. no no before no, that. no, that's separate before that this is what they do they go and make these tapes and this is a real thing this would happen i don't know if it still does it probably i mean it must do in some format but yeah people would go and make these tapes of either them doing jackass stuntery or they'll do it off yeah like filming sex secret sex tapes or yeah like pulling up people's skirts in public and stuff and then you'd sell it uh, to make money or just it, it seemed like they were well in the car he says yeah he said he saw your videos so i don't know if they were just like posted no, on exactly. a website so or sold to a certain distributor yeah. yeah and then they've been contacted by someone who basically wants them to collect a particular tape but doesn't say what from yeah. this house that they have to go to that some old man lives which in. is a very confusing task in a house yeah so then he's VHS like tapes. we'll get this tape we'll get more money than what you're doing and there'll be more work for us i think he suggests yeah exactly uh, after by the way claiming the person for going yeah i knew to pull up her top he's like that's because you're a boob psychic <laughs> fucking girl <laughs> what a line uh, so there's a guy with a mustache who seems to be the sort of leader he's the one who's had this contact <laughs> that's um, adam wingard right <laughs> Is it? Is that Adam Wingard? I think yeah, so. Yeah, you might be right. I'll be honest, I don't know what a lot of these people really look like, so... Yeah. I'm a little, I'm a little lost. I've, I was really worried about looking like I have no clue what I'm talking about in the genre world with this one, because you're meant to recognize all these writers and directors, and I don't spend that long looking at their images. I, I only recognize them all afterwards when I was, like, looking at the credits and their names and stuff. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but this is the thing. Again, I don't like these people. But if I'm not meant to, that's fine. It's creating a mood and the mood is unnerving. And I'm going into like this dark underworld. It's like if you're going into like a black market, you know, like nowadays it'd be the dark web. But that wasn't really, I don't think it, well, probably was a thing. But, you know, it, this is like a more rural, you know, VHS version of that. And this simple setup, I like, I like this idea of we have to go get this tape 
from this house and then the rest of the film is going to be while they're trying to figure out which tape it is whether like it makes sense the setup i think is is actually totally effective to do an anthology movie with um and also were there three or four guys there were four right four guys there's four okay yep yep all right, so they break into this house where some old man lives. Um, this is a really long opener for a wraparound, by the way, Ali. <laughs> Sorry, anthology normally would have a quick little segment at the beginning and then you're out. Um, and then you keep popping back to it in between, maybe. This one, this is a full, like, short film at the beginning of this movie. The house is empty. They find, uh, they, they come across this room. And for me, this is the most effective shot in the movie is when, yeah, they're in this old house and then they open the door and the man's just, like, sitting there presumably dead in yeah. the chair with all these tvs with static on them and piles of vhs tapes and i've it may again like they've done a good job of making the tone unsettling for me with characters that i don't like in a place i don't want to be and again that's how you should you know feel in some horror films it's unsettled and just you want to get out yeah yeah they can't find a tape so they split up basically a bunch of them go down to the basement because why not but they leave one guy behind and this is where it starts getting really stupid so they leave one guy behind in the room with the dead man to look through the vhs tapes to try and find the tape that they're looking for um and it took me a while to realize like because we keep cutting to this one camera angle of them sitting there with the dead person in the armchair behind them yeah like that's not their camera right that's a different camera in the house because then you're cut to another camera that their camera they'll put down but there's like a camera in the house that's actually filming from the TV, essentially. I just assumed they had Was it? multiple I thought he cameras. Put one. I, yeah, I, I think he, he put sets it, it down. Yeah, he sets it down. Oh, so that's just one camera that's put down at the beginning and then never moved, essentially? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Because as they each put down the cameras, I'm like, this is really stupid if they were all putting it down in the exact same place to like yeah. look at themselves. Ariel um, did just comment. So if we, as we go through this, if we want to add comments onto it, what did you make of the effects in each sequence? Are they successful or is it more the camera work? So think about that get, as we're going through. We'll get to it yeah, at the end. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll try it. and go through. Yeah. Okay. So he starts looking for the tapes. Again, I like this setup and he puts one in, presses play and we just go into that movie. And that's, I think it's a great effective way to tie an anthology film together. I really think the idea is great. So we've got our first proper short, which is called Amateur Night. Uh, I called you. it Spyglasses Vampire Woman. I called it Bat Lady. <laughs> <laughs> those are all fair and more accurate <laughs> this is directed by david bruckner so david bruckner would go on to do a segment there's some extracurricular in this which i'm doubting the review are going to want to do but i'm going to do before a wraparound which is another anthology horror f- uh, uh, film called southbound which a lot of these people went on to work on as well it's kind of an extension from vhs he would do one for that he also had done a film called The Signal, which was also sort of anthology, but from one director. And I really liked The Signal. And then he went on to do The Ritual. That's the one he's known for now, which is a really great movie. Oh, I, I love The Ritual. And now he's just done The Night House, which is actually written by our friend Ben Collins. Um, and it's, it's just done great at Sundance this year. So I'm really excited to see his new film. Uh, so this is a director I do respect. I like this guy. Uh, it's written by him, Nicholas Tekoski. Uh, starring Hannah Fearman as Lily, Mike Donlan as Shane, Joe Sykes as Patrick, Drew Sawyer as Clint, uh, who's actually a producer on the Creepshow TV show at the moment, and Jasper Sams as Lisa. So this new story, yeah, visually, maybe it's too similar. Like, we've got a lot of handheld cameras. It looks very staticky again. I was still it's thinking not- it was the same guys at this point. 
So this was, this idea was that the camera was on his glasses and yes. they wanted to go out, bring some girls back and film a sex tape. Essentially. So at this that point, I'm also be. like, okay, so n- nothing is actually like pre-digital. It's all like the only VHSs are the ones in the old man's house who's converting all these tapes to VHS. Uh, uh, yeah, it's hard. To, I mean, we, we're we going to get one later that's done in 1998, obviously. Yeah, but, and then I'm like, but even in 98, you're using those DV tapes, like those mini DV tapes. And I'm like, is that kind of some time? Is there like a time element here? Or Well, to be fair, in 1998, you know, for sure, you'd be getting those DV tapes and then recording them onto VHS when you want them at home still. Like not many people would be burning those to DVD and stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah i don't know i don't know like i mean there are bits of the midwest and there are bits of sort of you know in nebraska and places where i can completely believe there is still like a you know a vhs community for stuff uh, particularly 10 years ago i guess now is when this was made i think it's borderline they're definitely like slightly <laughs> pushing it for the romanticism of being on vhs yeah i think that's it but i'm gonna allow it because <laughs> it's more effective <laughs> Because it's called VHS. Because it's called VHS. Uh, yeah, we're into a new story. It's a couple of dude bros. Uh, oh, sorry, three dude bros on holiday. One slightly less dude bro He's wearing the glasses that have the camera in them. He kind of looks like he should be in a Weezer cover band. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're really excited, yeah, to go out. The other two is like, there's one who's like the jock. And then there's one who just basically, for the entire short, doesn't stop laughing I know I wrote that down Mr. Giggles I called him like (laughs) after the guys from the first tape I was like surely they couldn't create more douchier guys that I hate and they did they did (laughs) and I was like when are they gonna die kill them now it's a different type of hating though it's like in the initial one it's like these are people I'm scared of like genuinely scared I don't know what their limits are they're the kind of people like they might just stab someone you know these yeah. guys are more relatable in that I've hung out around people who hang out with people like this and you're just like, these are fucking dicks. You know, these are just like drunk, stupid, also in an apish way, like just full of testosterone. Yeah. Other than, it's yes, still the one that we're looking a for. Little, it's still a certain type of fear, I think, if you're female <laughs> around these guys. For sure. No, absolutely. Absolutely. For but sure. that's what I mean. It's a different type of fear. One just feels more like you might get stabbed. The other's like, yes, you're probably going to get roofied. Yeah. Um, Which is better? I have. I'm fortunate enough. I haven't tried either, so I don't. <laughs> I haven't tried either. <laughs> I have not uh, partaken. I've not stabbed myself. But the one who's got the glasses on, we can tell he's a little bit out of his element. He's definitely meant to be more empathetic. You know, he's not like got the testosterone levels of particularly the jock um, and the other two. But he is, you know, a part of it, and it makes sense. He's been dragged along. And then, yeah, we're watching porn on their phone as they're driving, which I don't even think it's porn because he's swiping through his images. I think it's meant to be like the previous people they filmed. Um, yeah, like having sex. Maybe with. this is where they wanted Shannon to be. Yeah, maybe. Maybe she's just going to be a so pair of many boobs goddamn boobs. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, this is the only time I lost track of the amount of boobs, I think, in, a, in one of our movies. Yeah, so then they're like, so then they're following some women on the street. They go to a club and then they go from that club to another bar. I mean, it all feels very authentic. You know, like we do feel, I feel like I've been jostled through this night and I think it's edited in a good punctual manner. Like it's pretty quick. Like we breeze through these moments. We don't linger for too long. The jock guy's chatting up uh, this ginger haired lady called Lisa, who's got a bunch of friends as well. And then throughout this, we're going to gradually see this woman with very white eyes 
a line down her forehead, staring at us, well, yeah, at the character that we're looking for the eyes of um, in this bar. Could she be the creepy one? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We have very, I think, honestly, I think we are going to have different feelings on this one. Uh, but she comes over and then she just starts saying like, I like you. I like you. In like a wispy way. Which I would have been like uh, in <laughs> if any woman came over to me in a bar and whispered, I like you while staring in a creepy way. And be like, yes, let's have a conversation. <laughs> I was like, why are you overacting is what I'd say if that happened to me in a bar. I got some news. I was like, okay, I, I know what's going to happen to you. <laughs> some news we will get to at the end of this. Um, anyway, we keep looking into uh, mirrors and bathrooms because it's the only way we can see our, our Weezer boy. And get his actual reactions about things. Because normally at least they can turn the camera around or something or put it down here because of the glasses. No. But it's kind of like being in a video game, which is interesting. And every time he goes and looks at himself in the mirror, he's always like, oh, okay, you got this. <laughs> it's just like, man. It's always like hyping, he's just like hyping himself Which this up. summer money getting now as we talk about it, it's like, oh yeah, his fear is partly like he's meant to be recording everything. They've drafted in. We don't get that scene, but clearly these two jock guys have drafted in the geeky guy to come with them and party. They yep. probably promised him he'll get laid or something if he films yep. stuff that's happening. Well, that's what I thought the plan was, was for him to be the one to have sex with somebody. No, I think he's just meant it. to be watching, but... But like, I don't know, for whatever, we don't get the way that enticed him, but I get the idea that these three aren't normally friends with. Or I do get some Simon Amstel vibes from him. Don't say, don't bring in my love. <laughs> Simon Amstel and Richard Irrawaddy should not be, should not be equated to any of these jocks um, or even geeky He's, jocks. Yeah. Anyway, we get chucked out of the bar. They basically head off in the car with Lisa and the strange, <laughs> starey, I like you lady. Who was like squatting by a tree before they got in yeah. the car. Remember yeah. that? What was she doing? Well, then there? she like moves really quickly because Giggles goes over to her and she just goes like, Psst. she's like standing somewhere. Right. I think. They give her a bit of Coke in the car. Mr. Giggles <laughs>, laughs. Coke, yep. Like we're saying. Douchey man says heavy handedness and Mr. Laughs. Giggles goes. <laughs> heavy handedness. And then they get back to their motel room and yeah, you don't know like, you do. Feel, I felt unsettled because you're like, this is, I don't know where this is going. <laughs> I we're we're getting know. to the icky part is yeah is the vibe that that gives off. So giggles just is just doing his job as he does in life, just giggling. Uh, I presume that was his major in college. Was oh yeah, I giggle. I mean, is he just is he meant <laughs> to be giggles. high? Coke doesn't do that to you, right? No, Coke Coke does yeah, to you no. what it does to the, to the other guy. guy. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's very confusing. It's very aggressive. Uh, no, he's just this is what he's good at. This is what he's good at. He's kind of like. If you took all the charisma out of Tom Cruise and just had the perpetual laughter of Tom Cruise. Do you think Giggles or the actor that played Giggles brought in the Giggles to the audition when he auditioned for the role? <laughs> the like, he was like, I've got to make it. Him, I've got to. Just sitting on the sofa. It's not creepy. good. I got an idea. <laughs> How about yeah. if I'm just laughing constantly? <laughs> Um, yeah, so the jock is with Lisa on the bed. They're both really drunk. She's close to passing out, but hasn't quite then. They're like making out as strange ladies hissing at Giggles, as you would. Yeah, and then Lisa just passes out and Giggles... <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say to the credit, they don't rape her. <laughs> but from the setup of the movie, you think something bad's going to happen. Yeah. I, at this point, yeah. was I, I was starting to realize that it was a different group of people from the first group. But that's... <laughs> you were starting to realize... <laughs> It was, it's terrible quality. They're wearing masks in the first one and then it's a really dark house right after. 
It's hard to tell. And to be fair, they're both douchey groups of people. So I, yeah, I, I was still I mean, like, I think maybe this is a different group. But so I did wasn't you not get sure, from which the is editing? why I also thought, I was like, oh, he's about to just keep going. But did you not get from the I mean, editing I when they put in that VHS cassette, the screen goes blue, it says play. Did you not get clearly then, oh, we're in a different story now. We're watching the VHS that that no, guy's I, watching. No, I mean, I thought it was a different story from the same characters. I thought it was like, oh, oh they're wow. going off to do right. more. These are more tapes by these guys. Okay. I mean, I, I was feeling a little bit the same until like a few moments from now. Uh, when we see the penis, I was like, no, no, it's a different guy. <laughs> oh, I didn't. That was no I recognize I that penis. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I knew they were different. <laughs> anyway, he gets really, he goes like full on angry ape that, <laughs> that Lisa's passed out. He's like, what damn, need to have sex. Yeah. And at this point, like it's, it's pretty close. You're thinking he's going to do it. He's like grabbing her legs and Mr. Giggles stops laughing comes in with the moral well, check well he still sort of laughing he's like dude dude no <laughs> that's <laughs> no true. raping that's tonight true. <laughs> yeah he goes from giggle level 10 to at least yeah. a 6 it's still funny and I love like the joke's just shaking Lisa like come on wake up I gotta fuck you wake up <laughs> if you're not conscience then it's not okay and so oh then he looks God. around the room is like well what else can I have sex with and uh, yeah overlooks giggles for whatever reason should have gone, it should have fucked giggles sex just, is a serious yeah. thing <laughs> like, to this guy if you shut the fuck up once man we could actually <laughs> fuck but all you do is laugh can you imagine what that would do for your ego <laughs> just constantly through sex that just laughing laughing at just you <laughs> maybe that's why giggles is laughing avoid. he's like he doesn't want big like, apy jock to come you know onto him the, the, the ultimate rape deterrent is laughter <laughs> yeah yeah so giggles is like i gotta keep this monkey off me Oh, so he decides though. No, not giggles. I'm gonna go with the the strange, starey lady. So he just starts making out with her, shouting at us to get involved, but not to get involved sexually necessarily. He's meant to be filming the stuff. So we walk over to film it. He takes off her clothes. We get full nudity, and then weird, clawy, veiny feet things. The uh, veins are I, are not. Some people have those veins. The webbed feet no. and the toenails. No, I know I've people have had webbed feet. I know people have had webbed so feet, for sure. I've known people. Have so, wait, Ali, are you suggesting that the veins were not part of the makeup, I, potentially? They could have been amplified, but I'm saying I have... It's like it's... They're called spider veins. I cheered with a couple girls who were like... Yeah, varicose veins. Yeah. She has a very aggressive version of that. And, and I know people have webbed feet. No, yeah, feet, it's amplified and she's, and she's got a, a black tongue. And yes, exactly. Look, all I'm, I'm not saying that people don't have some of these features. Maybe some people have all of these features, but it would give you pause. Oh, I'm using second. this Between as a way to tongue. justify why they did not pause. <laughs> like, oh, this is familiar-ish. <laughs> um, but he doesn't care anyway. No. He'd, at this point, I think, have sex with anything. She's not giggling. Um, he can have sex with her. Exactly, exactly. The full nudity really caught me by surprise. I was like, they're like... For the this this tiny little film, they're they're asking a lot of their female yeah. actors. Well, again, this is the thing: is like out of the context of everything else that we're seeing, I'm trying to like judge these, but it's hard because you also have to judge it as a whole. Judging this just as what it yeah. is, it's like it's it's still effective because yeah, I don't know how far this is going to go, like, and I don't know like what yeah, he's going to yeah. do. And once you see that kind of like nudity, and she's not she's clearly not into it but she's also like you know she's very not into giggles she makes that very clear. 
but you are it feels unnerving like you're not sure where it's going and again i'm like yes put me on edge like that's fine like that's where i should be but anyway she then does start kissing us with her black tongue and we just like whip off our american pants very quickly very excitedly but then freak out and go to the bathroom so we're in the bathroom hanging out for a little bit and then the door busts open uh nope not yet. He peeks out. Oh, he sees out. his butt. And uh, he sees Mr. Yep. Giggles' ass. Mr. Giggles undressing, <laughs> which again, it's, it's this thing of like, you could see this in a movie where it's funny, but the way it is here is also not funny because it looks like you're going into a horrible situation that's obviously terrible. And, it, and I do honestly think that that's like, again, out of context of everything else that's happening in VHS. If you just judge it as this, it's like, that's a balance that's kind of ideal for some horror films because it's like, I don't know how to feel in this moment. <laughs> like it's a very sort of like unnerving situation. And then he's, yeah, suddenly like Giggles comes bursting into the room with his hands been like bit and he's bleeding. We get penis for maybe the first time in the We Are Geek show. <laughs> yeah. Then I was like, all right, they're balancing it out. We're getting some dick. And he goes for it. Like he doesn't, he doesn't know, he doesn't care. He's as good at being naked as he is at giggling. That's what I'll say about this act. <laughs> you should write a review on his IMDb I mean, page. Let's just say his penis wasn't laughing. What? <laughs> I'm very glad no one on Instagram can hear. You're missing out on Alex. All right. So, yeah, door bus open. Uh, then she's like screaming. She's got teeth. Uh, suddenly pops out. And then she goes berserk on a jog. Giggle screaming is hilarious, by the way. <laughs> He's freaking out. Yeah. Uh, Katie was fucking loving this, but she was like laughing very hard at him. And then we peek out and she's all contorted and jumps with the jock like off the bed. And this That bit looked pretty cool. Yeah. It was cool. And then Joker arms himself with the curtain rail and they come out. I love this bit. Like they come out and she's like, the lights are all like backlit now. And she's in this weird sort of like flower ballet position, pose. Yeah. Like silhouetted. Yeah. They try to wake up Lisa who's still on the bed. I don't know what happens to her. She just kind of, she doesn't she's wake up. She's out. Doesn't wake up. She's not. Uh, weird lady's not interested. In so she's so. fine. If you get into a dangerous this, yeah. this, uh, situation, just pass out. <laughs> You'll yeah. be fine. But yeah, she like so. Stary lady takes down Joker, rips his penis and balls off. God. Yep. See them on the ground. That's that is definitely a we are geeks first. That is first. Yeah. Rip. Well, actually, there's a no, CGI. It, we've seen. Yeah. CGI in penis in Piranha underwater. Yeah. I mean. What's impressive about this penis. break is that she gets the penis and the balls so cleanly She's off. a professional. It's not her first <laughs> like, rodeo. Together. It's not her first penis ball extraction. Yeah. Because I feel like often it's one or the other, but she gets a clean... Well, what's what's interesting is that then she's throwing up cock blood. And balls. Like you see her like throwing back up what she's been taking out, which is very like... Oh, yeah. I, I thought... I thought that was because she just didn't like the Mr. taste Giggles. of Giggles' Giggles's penis. <laughs> Or well, Mr. Giggles, yeah. And so she's like, Bleh! that's why I hated you. <laughs> I knew you now, would you taste idiot? bad. <laughs> All right, so we, but we get out. We get out of the room. We start running. We're heading down the stairwell. As becomes a reoccurring thing in these, these films, we fall. <laughs> really fucking painful wrist fracture with the bones like sticking out. Yeah, it's nasty. This bit's pretty cool. This was really uncomfortable. And then like as we're like, trying to crawl away, we look up and she's just suddenly there peering around like the corner of the stairwell. Like genuinely... Uh, I'm getting, I'm getting some spooks now. I'm appreciating the spooks. And then her face is like opening up in the middle. That's like the separation that's happening. And she keeps saying, I like you. Um, 
I like and then she you. realizes that I we like don't you. like her back <laughs> and then just crawls away and starts crying like she sounds like, like because she tries to she, she she tries to go down on him and he does yeah. not respond yeah. positively no doesn't respond <laughs> so positively you know has a lot on his mind he's <laughs> been stressed at work his wrist is a bit sore she, as soon as he just saw she his realizes yeah as soon as she realizes he doesn't he's not into her and she like crawls away to start crying she sounds a lot like moaning myrtle did you notice <laughs> she sounded gonna, just like her. you're gonna bring it back to harry potter that's what she sounded like <laughs> she did a bit she did a bit but yeah we get away we then start banging on the windows of the front desk some guys in the parking lot and it's it's kind of cool because normally you'd be like no one's paying attention but there are loads of people so you're like oh okay he's gonna be fine yeah. or something's gonna happen and instead just fucking dragged immediately presumably in front of people and pulled up into the air and it takes a few seconds to understand what's <laughs> happening because the camera's yeah. just suddenly like lifted flipped up looks really cool like other like they do a shot where you see her wings briefly there's one shot that doesn't look so good but most of this i feel looks really cool and then the glasses obviously come off his face uh as she's flying away with him and they fall all the way down to earth and just land and that's the end that yep. lady she was a succubus which in the making of it was kind of cool how they did this they had all these like balloons that they were lifting up the can they did genuinely like make this stuff like go up so they could get the proper like like shots of it and then they did some green screen that they superimposed on it and stuff but did you ask them how many balloons cool. it took it was three i think but they had big okay. big helium balloons i was gonna say you have experience in this area i do everyone should go to my instagram check in my <laughs> highlights for balloons and there is an adventure uh that proves that up is a lie well look i think i'm getting the reading in the room but I, this is this is where i'm at because i think it's important to say right now where i'm at in VHS in the experience is yes I didn't like the characters in the opening but it created a fucking great atmosphere and it unsettled me and I remember the first time I was watching it in the in Fright Fest festival feeling unsettled for that, that opening but like yes this is from a found footage movie I want it to feel this authentic and true and then the idea of going into the VHS tapes like in this person's home I love it so that's a great contrivance that's a cool way to introduce these different stories and then we get this one that's a little bit more relatable in terms of like just, you know, jockey college people being idiots. And then it turned fucking crazy by the end of it. And like, and sure, it's like, you knew it was going to go that way, obviously, because she's being weird the whole time. And she's got a line down her face. But I fucking love, I love that short. Like for me, it's like that it was like, a, I'm out the gate with this, having not a good time in that I'm enjoying these people, but an effective time. And that, yes, these are what I want from found footage things. Like, I feel like it's authentic and I'm having, like, surprising, like, journeys with it. And I need to make that clear now because my journey's going to change after this point. Yeah, I was, I think because I had struggled so much with those first set of characters and then coming into this one, I was like, fuck, it's just more of the same, of these just gross kind of idiot men. Yeah, and then the whole kind of borderline rape thing, I was just like... I, I was just very uncomfortable with the whole thing and 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 then some of the the acting away was shot I was like this isn't necessarily to the standard I was maybe expecting but then it had such a kind of crazy twist towards the end of this one that I was like okay like I, I sort of settled on a place where I was like okay this is I'm gonna have fun with this I sort of I started enjoying it more towards the end of that one because it just was like okay that that was fucking wild and we got a dick on the floor <laughs> with the balls. So I was like, cool. Never let's, mind. Let's go. Let's I go. feel very positively toward <laughs> I'm back this in. now. 
I'm similar to you, Alex. I was definitely, as soon as we got to this, I was like, it's just a bunch more douchey guys. This is going to be a really long two hours if this is what we're getting the whole movie. The only reason I started lightening up towards the end is not because I necessarily thought it was cool, but more, yes, because it took me by surprise. And it's, I thought it was just kind of funny. <laughs> like her acting is not great, which yeah. maybe it's just because the line, I like you over and over again is not much to work with. But it's, I'm still not feeling great at this point. Sean can attest every time he turned around and looked at my face, he was like, you look like you're not enjoying this. Her acting I yeah. struggled with. And for me, it was starting to feel like, okay, this this all feels thrown together. And I, f- yeah, as we go on. <laughs> See, that's interesting because I have the exact opposite. Like, I really I really like her in this. Like, I really like her and she was my favorite thing in it. And I, um, I don't feel like, that's what I mean. Up to this point, I think this is all working exactly how they intended to. I'm like the setup. I think I mean, is great. Yeah, that might Again, be what I don't they like intended, these things. But <laughs> no, not. but my thing is just like I'm okay with horror just making me feel uncomfortable, and these feel like snuff movies, and that's how yeah. found footage should really feel. And in a long feature film, yes, I need to be on board with those characters and enjoy spending time with them, as well as it feeling like a snuff movie. In short little segments, it's like no, you. I'm okay with you making me feel very uncomfortable and not knowing where it's going. I'm glad that it changes tone. Again, I don't think it was right to put those two similarly shot, similar tone things next to each other at the beginning, but I get why, because it's the best fucking one. I'm just saying it right now, but we'll I, get there. Oh, you got a I favorite, disagree. do you? But okay, we'll go for it as we get there. But I get why when you're looking at it, it's like effects were better than the other ones. Like, you know, it, it's like, it's got a pep to it. And I just think that he's a better director than most of the others. There's one other director who I love here and we're about to get to him. And before, before we stop talking about Amateur Night, I do need to say something that really like, it, it kept like, it was there in my brain the first few times I saw VHS. It's been a long time since I saw it. Coming back to it now, in my head, I think I'd always sort of tied them together. So when we found out there's a spinoff, Siren, of Amateur Night and of the Succubus or whatever we're calling her from it, uh, you know, I watched that trailer and it hammered it home even more because it's like, surely the spinoff is, there's a film two three years prior to vhs1 called splice which is from the director of cube and the character in splice looks almost exactly the same as the succubus like the eyes are slightly wider apart there's Hmm. a line down the forehead like the exact same crease like line uh the head i don't believe if remembering splice correctly oh it doesn't open like it does at the end of amateur night but then when i'm watching the trailer for siren from Amateur Night, like the spinoff of Amateur Night. I'm like, well, the one thing she doesn't seem to have in Amateur Night is the tail that she has in Splice. The fucking tail's there yep. in Siren as well. I'm like, it's, I don't know. And I went online, I was like, surely other people are talking about this. Surely other critics are talking about it. And I'm sure they are. I couldn't find much coverage. For me, it was like, how did they not get in trouble? It was like two years later and they just stole that entire design and vibe. Even the way she kind of acts is very similar to elements from Splice. Huh. And yeah, it's, it's been weird. It's been a while since I've been back to Splice, to be honest. So I did go back and rewatch the trailer just to make sure I wasn't going crazy. Uh, and Splice is a weird film. It's, it's definitely worth watching. It's, it's got some... It's got a... What's his name? Adrian Brody is in it and Sarah Poli and, and yeah, from the director of Cube. Um, and yeah, it's about this. They, they basically create this, this uh, creature that then grows up and it get, there's, some, there's a weird sexual scene, let me tell you, in it. But yeah, uh, the adult version of her, not, not the kid version of her that's in Splice. Uh, it's alarmingly similar. And I just felt that has to be pointed out before we move on. Interesting. Yeah, I'm looking at all the images from it. 
So what is she, like a hybrid of some creature? Or is she an alien? They basically, I mean, like spliced, yeah. They, they successfully spliced together the DNA of different animals, create a new hybrid uh, for medical use. Sort of like uh, Island and Dr. Gets, Moreau style. Yeah, and then I think it all gets shut down and they end up like taking her out of the lab and hiding her in this barn and raising her like their own kid, essentially. And then things go weird. Huh. Yeah. Fucking hell, it looks so... Weird feet. Fucking weird. And she's you see what I'm saying? She's yeah. like heels. You can definitely see the similarities. Like, yeah. Very yeah. strange. Okay, before we get into the second short, we're going to keep going back to the house. Uh, so we're back in the room with the dead old man. The person who was watching it, gone. An old man gone? Not yet. Oh, He's wait. still there at this point. Sorry, yeah, the guy yeah, watching it gone. Watching gone. Yeah, they right. just keep disappearing. So now we're following the others as they're in the basement. See, this is where I'm differentiating. And again, going from the standard of I hate anthology horror, this is what I have written down here. Up to this point, this is the best anthology horror I've ever seen. <laughs> Up to this point, uh, I'm thinking I probably won't watch more anthology horror after this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to, Ali. After this franchise, after the next two, I might be done. There's a comedy one I just watched at Fright Fest this year, which I had a ball with, actually. It was like, very funny. Huh. Um, but anyway, there's someone in the basement with them naked, like wandering around, uh, which I think is meant to be the old man again. I don't know. Very um, different body type if it's meant to be the same person. Yeah, and I, I think yeah, they I don't think it is. Hair. I think it's someone like different. Dark hair. Okay, just a naked person. Just a naked. Person. And then there are dozens and dozens and dozens of VHS tapes, and they're just kind of grabbing a few of them, which is like not good odds. <laughs> like take them all or none. Like it's probably very unlikely they've got the one tape. And then we go back to the room with the dead guy. The first guy's gone, so his friend comes in and goes, "Oh, I'll do the same thing." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck the sits in front of a dead person in a couch? <laughs> And just starts watching VHS. It's like, no, you just grab them all and go. Yeah, put them in a bag and leave. Yeah. But it's what we need, the plot contrivance to get to our second short. Well, I also, going back to the, the naked man they see in the basement with them, I don't understand why they didn't then go investigate. He's just like, oh, I just saw a man. His friend doesn't believe him. And then instead of being like, look, let's go check it out. He's like, do you want me to rewind the tape and show you? <laughs> like, no. That's you're, why I said. You're in the basement with them. That's why I said up until this point. After this point, okay. that wraparound That's section it doesn't, it all falls apart for me. No, but it all falls apart because like up until that yeah. point, I'm like, I'm on board with all the things that they're doing. It seems realistic. Again, I don't have to like things or feel comfortable with it, but I need to feel like it's doing the job it's trying to do right. After this point, I don't feel it is. Like the, the, we jump back to those segments yeah. and they never make sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's an issue for me too. And like, for me, it's like wanting to have some kind of connectivity or at least feeling of connectivity between by going back and forth like if if i were to re rewrite it maybe it would be like they grab a bunch of tapes they take it back to their place and as they go through these tapes shit starts happening to them every time we yeah. get back right right do you know what i mean like maybe something like that uh, my friend abigail by the way in my instagram chat is informing us that that, that naked guy was adam wingard so <laughs> first sighting okay so we're getting our second short this is gonna be our longest podcast ever <laughs> Because we're dealing with each of these like they're fucking movies. It's ridiculous. Uh, this one's called Second Honeymoon, directed by Ty West. Lovely man. Um, I only met him a couple of times, m a long time ago in the festival circuit when I was like just going there to watch movies and he was a really nice person to talk to. And I really like his movies. He did, um, well, what do you, I mean, he's done The House of the Devil, which is what most people love him for. I love him for The Innkeepers, yeah, awesome. personally. That's my favorite of his. Uh, he did Sacrament, which is a cool found footage film. He did Cabin Fever 2, but he didn't really, like he kind of wanted to disown that. He now does a lot of TV. He's done episodes of Outcast, The Exorcist, Whitewood Pines, Tales from the Loop, a whole bunch of stuff. 
And he also did another short for the ABCs of Death. Written by him as well, starring Joe Swanberg as Sam, Sophia Tykel as Stephanie, and Caitlin Scheel as Girl. She's actually the biggest person here. <laughs> uh, she's been on a lot of House of Cards, Outcast, Easy, Buster's Malheart, Listen Up, Philip, The Sacrament, You're Next. Like, she's been in a whole bunch of stuff. But, I mean, Joe Swanberg and Sophia Tykel are also directors, right? Yes. And writers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, pretty much all of these people, yeah, are doing multiple jobs or multiple things. Um, I called this short Road Trippin' Surprise. <laughs> I called this one My Husband Sucks. <laughs> okay, so we're immediately in better quality, which is in terms of how they're photographing things here, which I think is the right decision. Let's mix up the styles of found footage. We've got a couple who have... I don't know if they've been married for a while or if this is their honeymoon. I'm not sure, but they're a married couple. They're on a road trip, and she's going to record their memories. And they're on Route 66, they're going through canyons and deserts, and then they stop off in a cowboy-style street to poke a pony. And <laughs> I wrote, white mule! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which I love, it's like, it must suck to be woken up all the time. So, well, yeah, stop poking the pony! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and this is basically, this is going to be a very, a much more sort of, you know, these are characters who aren't trying to rape people. These are characters who aren't, like, stealing things and breaking things. These feel like more relatable people which is the right decision for sure we're moving away from the deplorable characters which i'm i'm certain is making you very happy ali well um we'll get to it another moment <laughs> sure but these are at least like more people that you could imagine knowing right um yeah and it's sort of building in that found footage sense of you're seeing you're, you're about to see something extraordinary happen to very ordinary people yes yes yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It's a better lead-in for me. Well, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, we'll get there. Um, anyway, they're hanging out in a motel with twin beds. Um, I know these. Okay, so at this point now, also when they're filming, this is when I started thinking, because my mind kept thinking, what's the connection between the house with the old man and those guys and like these tapes? So then I was like, this couple's they're, they're filming on digital but then everything's on VHS and then I was like is there a white, weird time thing You're going really on? You're really hung up like, on this on the technology. Oh, I was I was totally hung up on it and I realised at the end I was like okay it, it didn't, didn't matter at all. because I think because because I think before we watched it, I read a description. It was either on IMDb or something, and it was like four guys go to burglarize a house looking for a tape, and they watch all these found footage tapes that have, and, and it said something like cryptic clues, which I think was the wrong description. So I, so my mind was like constantly looking for yeah. stuff. So then I was like, oh, there must be. Is there like some weird time thing here where they're like getting tapes that are? No, nope. overthinking it, Alex. But, no. You're overthinking. <laughs> Over overthinking. I know these sheets so well in this motel like i could like katie was there was like yeah. you can just smell this yeah. as he's just she's pulling back the bed to see what stains are there it's like yep that fucking smell of those sort of motels in the deserts near here yeah oh, yeah bethany and i it's just you'll have that fucking pattern on it the, <laughs> just, the dark green and it's red just like take the sheets off put put some sheets on the most brought. offensively inoffensive pattern um but yeah, so they're in Wild West Junction, Arizona. I checked it out on a Google Maps. I got used to looking up after our road trip series we just did uh, where each thing is set. And yeah, they're going to give a fortune teller machine some money. I like that there's like a little bit of foreboding here. Uh, he said you have very trusting friends and someone's looking to take advantage. It's some of the advice that he gives them. Does she make a big reference? Yeah, she makes a big reference. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's cool. Because you can't not whenever you go to a fortune teller machine. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is where it gets to, yeah, all men are the same. Um, yep. He tries to film her undressing and then making out. And then she's like, I don't want to, I don't want to. And then he starts saying very compelling arguments like, I got a brilliant idea. We <laughs> <laughs> take off your top. <laughs> He's like, like, no, 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 you don't know what the idea is yet. Just just take your shirt off. At this point, I was like, did all the directors and writers sit around and be like, okay, what are some prerequisites? Sex tape. They need to be making sex tapes and we need boobs. And I was like... Just, mean, I don't think any of them talk to each other. I think this is just this what you're getting back. Which makes even worse. Yes. It's awful. I agree. I agree. And I wouldn't think of Ty West in this way, to be honest, from the films he makes. This is not yeah. the way that I see it. It's surprising. And it's really, and I'm interested how much was ad libbed as well, you know, like probably like being like, okay, well, I'll do something sexy here or try and do this, you know. I don't know. I have no idea what was mandated, what wasn't. But the end result is like, oh, great. Here we've got some characters that seem like a relief from the last ones. And sure, again, we're gradually going down the scale and deplorable. But even if like these two are married, for starters. <laughs> You're probably not trying this shit. Like, I don't know how Maybe they got married straight away. <laughs> but by the time you're married, you probably stopped trying to convince your wife to film like you having sex with each other. And if you haven't stopped, it's because you already know it. You've had that conversation at some point. Is she comfortable or not <laughs> with filming sex? You don't just like keep fucking persisting. The way he's persisting is like they met two weeks ago. You know, this is like a couple who have never communicated. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I thought that they they was quite early in their relationship and I didn't realize until ring? after I watched the film and I was going through all the titles and it was like second honeymoon and I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I uh, yeah. missed that. But just because of how that, that, that sort of played out, it felt It doesn't work. And to be now. honest, like her, I mean, neither of their acting is amazing, but her acting frustrates me a little bit in this stuff. It's like the reaction she's giving to this stuff is like, no, you would just fucking cut it dead. You'd be like, no, put your fucking camera away. You wouldn't be like, well, I'll still make out with you. Just put the camera away. Like, it's just, no, that's not a realistic conversation between two people when your husband's trying to push you into making a sex tape. Like, you're either... There's a, there's a, there's a few moments like that. There's another one that comes up where the acting feels, or certainly the dialogue, whether it's improvised or not, it, it sort of feels like forced exposition because like we have short time we've got to say these things or it's like a director's note of like you've got to act this way and you've got yeah. to just so we Prolong can set up this the moment next thing. or something and like yeah. the amount of time her just sort of staring at me it's like no when, when there's a fucking camera in your face yeah anyway you would turn around you and have walk a reaction away. Yeah, yeah. when it's a camera in your face of someone trying to film you getting naked or i want it pushing you into having sex you would fucking bat the camera out of the way and walk out of the room you know <laughs> like like you, there would be something happening here with the married couple and this is where it's just like this deflates this whole scene it just feels pointless and deflates i feel this section um but anyway yeah fucking hell yeah sorry and then when she says like i'll do it if you turn the camera off he lets out this biggest sigh and then says come on give me something give me one victory and like, what, are you, what are you talking what are you fucking <laughs> talking about anyway, and then someone bangs thankfully someone bangs on their door to disturb them um and then we cut some time out because he's had a conversation with this uh like so he goes outside right but the girl stays in and films the no they just cut outside. it which i do yeah. like this stuff because it's more realistic you would stop filming he goes yeah. and has a conversation with this college-age you know, woman who's at the door is looking to hitchhike the next morning and he found it kind of weird and he says that she felt dangerous even though she wasn't physically dangerous and then the next time that you actually see them filming is when she's already way out like on the walking street walking in the parking lot yeah actually that was another line where it felt 
it felt forced to me where he was like you know when i was and it was a combination of i think just maybe not the best acting but he was like uh when i was talking to there was something weird and scary and i felt nervous and it was like you don't have to add any of that stuff because he tells us stuff later about the town being sort of like there's addicts and hitchhikers like the whole scenario felt kind of unsettling and nerve-wracking without him having to add that on top. Yeah, I'm not you know what I mean? It felt like one of those It felt like It felt like a lines. bad version of a Blair Witch scene, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And it felt like, for me, it was like, oh, was that a note of just like, oh, make sure, you know, you, you relay that you're unsettled and then he improvises like the most obvious and worst. Line. Yes. And then they contemplate calling the police as well, which you're like, why? <laughs> Someone just knocked on your door and asked for a lift. Like, you should probably yeah. call the cops. <laughs> They're out of control. Anyway, she wants to sleep in the other bed, which I feel... He's like, you want to sleep Another in the other bed? Another red flag. Yeah, I'm good. And then we cut to night, and then, yeah, someone's filming them both sleeping, which can take a little while to realize it's, yeah, the, uh, the woman who was at the door. She's going to f- try and film um, the wife's... I part. liked this twist. Yeah. This twist got me back into, like, focused back in on it in a way that was like, okay, that's unsettling. Just the idea of someone filming you while you see Yeah, well, and they're the filming her and, like, looking at her butt and then you realize they're filming both of them so they're both there. So it gradually yeah. gets a little more, more yeah. creepy. She's got a flick knife, um, uh, which our dog jumped when the flick knife came out because it made such, a, like, a loud click. Um, t- they take some money and then they dunk his toothbrush in the toilet. And then they show us immediately brush. in the mirror that it is the woman the from girl, earlier, yeah. which I thought was an interesting decision. With a crazy sort of mask yes. on, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, look, I want to be clear. This whole setup for this, I think, I think the idea for this one's totally fine. I think you could do some really creepy stuff and there are some effective moments in it. I'm just struggling yeah. with the dynamic between the married couple and the ending for this, which we're about to get to very quickly. It's just like, done. It's just like, it's oh, I'm really aware. fast. And I was like, what? To the point where I had to rewind to look again to be like, is that her? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So next morning, he's brushing his teeth. They go back on the road. He says he's missing a hundred bucks. We get a really awkward improv scene (laughs) where he's talking to his, he accuses his wife. Yeah, he's like, did you take it? What does he say? He says something like, I hope you had fun shopping or something. I'm with you the whole time. And he's like, wouldn't be the the first time. That you treated yourself. That's it. Wouldn't be the first how you treated yourself. Yeah, so this is a nice bit where they climb through a little gap to see Grand Canyon, um, which is just, just I, nice I do to like see the Grand bit Canyon. where he then dis- he disappears around the... He goes down that walkway that she can't go and he disappears and you're kind of hearing yes. talking in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think was just I'm genuine. Like, yeah, and at that point I was like, oh, is he in on it? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Again, I think there's cool stuff you could do with this if you play with the pacing right and add more compelling... Mm sort of a couple that was more compelling yeah so they drive 140 spend a night in lake havisham sorry no they could do that or they could go out of their way and go to vegas she's like well it's up to you whatever you want it's like all right i want to go to vegas i want to play craps it's a really fun game game. Uh, and then we cut to night and yeah the film's just over (laughs) he gets stabbed in the throat which looks pretty cool it's a pretty good step. Yeah, that looked really cool. I was like impressed with the yeah. practical effects. There. The footage keeps intercutting to some uh, like driving shots, which is weird. And then the girl from the car park takes off a mask and we see, yeah, she killed him and then she's making out with his wife. Which was hard to, I like, mean, you couldn't tell if it was her in this shot 
until you then get to the car with them. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then she looks the last shot is the wife going, "Did you erase it?" Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, "Okay, so what what was the point of killing him? What was the point of killing him then and not earlier? What was the build up to any of this? Why were they filming it if they wanted to erase it?" Like everything was just like I don't get any of this <laughs> at all. Like, the, I, I could go along with it as in, like, oh, I didn't expect that to happen. And it's like, no, of course I didn't expect that yeah. to happen because there's no logic behind any of it that we're given. So, I don't know. Like, I really, like, just felt deflated after that. It's not the worst or anything, but it was just like, eh, that could have been cool, but no. For me. Yeah. When I, at, afterwards, when I looked it up, I was like, oh, who wrote that one? And I realized it was Ty West. I was a little surprised. I think coming off the back of the succubus lady one, I just appreciated that it kind of grounded it a bit more. And I did like the twist of this sort of home slash hotel invasion and and this person filming them. Like that was just very unsettling for me. But yeah, didn't quite nail it in the end. What is? What the, I agree. But what, what's like the point of any of it? Rushed, and then it was like, what's the why point? Why did they like, want to? Why did they need to do that to run away together? Like, were they part of a cult thing where they needed to sacrifice something? Like, there's no information about anything. No. Yeah, yeah. That I picked up on anyway. Um. Yeah, and all the information you get in that is just like the immediate stuff that I was saying that I didn't like, where it's just like describing that that person's weird or like doing these weird sort of forced bits of dialogue to show their relationship it's like yeah. yeah so ali this wasn't your favorite one then no it was just as soon as we got to it i started feeling even more frustrated that the only men we're getting in this are all awful <laughs> which i guess they i'm sure people argue like no but she has the power in the end it's a revolution but it's i mean the story doesn't make any sense it is super quick in a short, I would argue that we don't need the backstory of like if they are in a cult and this is the reason they did X, Y, or Z, but it's a combination of, um, as a whole movie, I'm sick of these men being the only men that we're seeing. As a short, I don't sure. think they are great together. They're not great actors individually. Um, I need some implication. It would, it would have been way more powerful. Like, it would have been way more powerful if he wasn't an asshole. Yeah, yeah for no, sure. Completely. If it was like a was sweet, really nice guy. W- sweet, nice working marriage yeah. where they seemingly both... Which to be fair, other, other than that one scene of him trying to do that, He's like fine. the rest of it, if it was acted better between the two of yeah. them, it would, have been would just be, yeah, a normal, fine, like, you know, that's it. But I need some fucking semblance of motive. I need something. It's like, you can't have a twist unless I have an expectation and I don't have an expectation. So then you have to give me something. It's like we don't know what the succubus was from the first one, but it's very clear what she is when it ends. Yeah. And with yeah. this one, it's like I don't know anything at all by the end of this. But anyway. So, yeah, we're back in the house uh, with the room with the dead man. Only now he has gone. Bye. <laughs> um, and meanwhile, in the basement, they leave. And then they just don't. We don't even see a VHS been put in. They just fade out basically to another yeah. story. That's why I wrote down. Wow really just starting to not give a shit <laughs> just <Yeah. laughs> this whole thing starting to fall apart yeah it's funny how it just started doing that <laughs> so this part is called tuesday the 17th which is of course directly after friday the 13th uh, can i give you my title yes it's called playing with yourself in the woods big old pile of shit in the woods <laughs> This is what Ali's like. It's my favorite one. This one, this uh, one, I called eight bit killer. 
Oh, that's a that's a good no, name. Cool. Directed by Glenn McQuaid. He did a film called I Sell the Dead, which I know quite a lot of people like that. He's uh, is he Irish, I believe. Um, I didn't love I Sell the Dead, to be honest. Uh, it's written by him as well. It's starring Norma C. Quinones as Wendy, Drew Morlean as Joey Brenner, who, by the way, Alex, we've heard a lot of Drew Morlean because he plays the local pedestrian population in Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, Janine Elizabeth Yoder as Samantha Jason Yakinen as Spider who was in Poltergeist Night of the Chicken Dead and Bryce Burke as the Glitch he is a stunt guy who was on The Amazing Spider-Man Stakeland, Ted, Noah, Turtles John Wick, Daredevil, Joker, The Irishman he's done a lot of stunts wow they got a real proper stunt guy real proper (laughs) stunt guy to walk towards the camera (laughs) and not be seen not totally distorted i mean totally we were talking it. about acting in the last one let's let's talk about <laughs> acting in this one shall we i mean okay this is again this is my trajectory with this like honestly i know you two weren't we're on slightly different journeys with this i was so on board by the end of that second like the first proper short we've had the first two sections don't feel comfortable but i'm on board then that last one i was like well that's disappointing this one starts and i'm immediately like oh yeah horror fucking anthology movies yeah um, right there's a group heading to a lake i mean at this point though to be fair i'm just like i'm having a great time i'm enjoying the ride i know i'm doing horror retrospectives again no I'm just yeah. like there's big old <laughs> piles of steaming crap every now and again but let's do this this is fun well that is the cool thing with anthology yeah it's like at least it's going to tune channels so you know like and and i do i do think it's yeah. the right uh what's the word i think it's the right intention to now bring in some horror comedy it's like yeah let's do a horror comedy section now it makes sense let's do that and to do that you inherently have to get goofy however were they intending to be <laughs> i don't goofy? know that they were and i'm i'm I alex i'm happy that you're having fun at this point i'm definitely not having fun at this point <laughs> ali's regretting still being friends with us at this, I, <laughs> this whole time i'm like why did alex think sean would like any of this I don't like any of this. And then by the time we get to this, again, I'm rolling my eyes even more at the dude just filming his girlfriend's friends, cleavage and crotch. But it's it feels slightly optimistic just in like the color. <laughs> I'm like, it's a different setting. It feels a little bit brighter. Maybe it won't go where we think it's going to go. This is the first one that feels other than like the, the couple in the first few shots. Uh, on their second honeymoon this one i'm like maybe it'll be a little bit better other than this guy filming because i because it was so wacky i was just like if sean's scared of horror then surely let him watch one that is just yeah over the top he wouldn't have found it scary but it's uh, yeah when i say comedy i think i just mean fun like this one's trying to be (laughs) fun whether it succeeds or not (laughs) it's different okay Anyway, yeah, we've got basically a blonde woman and a brunette woman. The blonde woman's just there to be cleavage, essentially. The brunette woman's just there to act terribly and be really just sinister constantly. (laughs) Yeah, like right from the get-go, they say a line to her and she does this like scowl with her forehead and just like looks forward. I was like, oh, okay, I guess you're the evil. It's fucking ridiculous. And then we've got two guys. We've got the jock, of course, and then the slightly nerdier jock who's called Spider. Uh, It's tradition to go to this lake each year. And then it turns out immediately, yes, that Wendy the brunette has tricked everyone to come by saying, no, it'll just be the two of us. And then there's all four of them. And again, I'm hanging out. I'm immediately just like, these are all terrible. <laughs> like, this is just bad. I wrote, I don't know which actor is worse. 
I mean, I think I, I think I do. Um, but yeah, so he's uh, eating a barracuda fly. We've got great conversations. Like I was going to boink her. You know, it's all very, uh, very compelling. Spiders into the blonde goddess. Wendy asked them, "Can you just get a shot of?" As if it was. This I was already like, so "This is shit." <laughs> Like, can you just get a shot of this wall? And it's like, it's tripping me out. The last time I was here, my friend fell over it. I... And then the footage cuts to seeing someone dead by the wall, which I was like, okay, did, is this meant to be like what happened before? Or is this what's about to happen to them? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Either way, awful. <laughs> <laughs> they find an animal carcass and start being absolute dicks pretending to eat it and like messing around with it um again just more people i just don't want to be around any of these people that's what i'm <laughs> saying and then and then they as they're walking uh wendy turns around and goes you're all going to die here yep it's insane it's absolutely insane he films her looking down into a stream there's a dead body in it for a minute and then because you're meant to think like it oh, well, look it's still bad but you're meant to think okay we're seeing what's being recorded they're not seeing it while it's being recorded but no they make the fucking mistake of him seeing a dead body in the stream and then it disappears and then him literally going what's wrong with this camera i <laughs> know <laughs> oh, you got one of those cameras that you know shows dead bodies every now and then yeah oh i forgot to turn that setting off <laughs> it's like the infrared setting dead body lore. yeah dead body knob yeah, and Wendy, yeah, sorry, this is where Wendy turns to him and does, yeah, you're going to die down here. And, like, when she says you're all going to fucking die up here, he just goes, what? <laughs> and then they just cut to them playing. Then they just cut to them skipping rocks. <laughs> if, and I don't care how much, like, I love both of you. If we're going somewhere and you turn to me in this creepy fashion and say you're all going to die here and I've just seen a dead body appear on the camera that I'm filming, I get the fuck out. Are like, they I'm sorry, meant to be seeing like, it? It didn't seem like they... That's what I mean. He just remarks on it when he saw it in the river. He made a comment he about it? Yes. He literally yeah. goes, whoa, what's wrong with this camera? Oh. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that part. This, this is where I wrote down, ugh, this is the first truly awful <laughs> segment. Oh, yeah. They convinced Spider to take a hit of drugs. Are you guys doing drugs? <laughs> Is that drugs? <laughs> I don't do drugs. Are you guys doing drugs? Get the fear. I'm gonna get the fear. I love the name of that. The fear. <laughs> when when has anyone ever said the fear? In the 1950s, I think. Uh, Wendy then tells them about the murders that happened here, and then she uh, sort of reveals that she was there for it. Uh, she says, "The lake. This lake ran red with their it's blood." Such a bad line. But the writing says, but and the way she delivers like. it. And then she laughs like she's joking. Like, oh, no, I'm just kidding. Guys. I'm just kidding. Uh, so Joey gets fully naked and jumps into the lake. More man butt. Yep. Um, and he's like, don't they say something about the depth of the water? And then he, he makes a comment about his penis and be like, it'll be two inches soon. Yep. <laughs> And then, yeah, Blondie's gone off with Spider. I think she's about to do a cheerleading dance. I rewound this so many times because I couldn't understand what she said. All I heard is, it's going to be red hot or something like that. And I had no idea what she was about to do. It's so weird. Oh, my God. And then she turns to her to do this dance. And then the killer just like, she gets like a blade in her head. Killer just appears. Now, 
I can only say bad things about this short. Other than I will say the basic idea of having a glitching killer is kind of like could look kind of cool and it's it looks all right. If this was an effective short, then I'll be like, oh, this killer's cool. Yeah. But because it's not, <laughs> I'm just like, why? Why is this happening? Like, what's the logic between any of this? Uh, he kills both of them really quickly. Wendy then picks up the camera knowingly and she goes back and asks Joe if he wants to fuck in the lake. So he grabs his penis out of fear. I don't, he just starts, holding really yeah, he just starts <laughs> squeezing his junk. Say <laughs> <like>, no. <laughs> and then he says, "Out and of nowhere, in, in the worst <laughs> contrived writing I think I've ever heard." So, oh yeah, I remember those murders now. I read about them, and here are all of these details no, that just suddenly you... came into my head. <laughs> <laughs> they said they said the guy was insane <laughs> to which she replies he was beyond insane he was evil <laughs> fucking hell and the killer comes up behind him Joey gets killed and she says I was using you all as bait which if this was true <laughs> like she set traps thankfully so like there was some plan why do you need all three to die <laughs> yeah you use she was just it was a it was bait. a way to get rid of the people she didn't like in her life but you, then you don't make look you could go on your own and have the killer chase you and lure him into traps with the ones you're bringing as bait means you leave them which is what she does near, anyway yes you leave the people near the fucking traps yeah. so they're bait so to get them the killer puts yeah. himself into danger <laughs> yeah it's fucking infuriating see now what wasn't my title a really good title <laughs> it was. Can you say your title uh, again? Playing with yourself in the woods, big old pile of shit in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's good. The killer falls in her trap, but it's fine. Then he gets into a bear trap, it's fine. Uh, he stabs her because she walks up to him for no, like, just frustrated because her camera's not filming him. Yeah. She wants, like, proof, I think. And then Joey's still walking around in a dead haze, which is where I'm like, surely this has to be comedic, <laughs> right? Which if she, is her plan to then like take this to the cops and be like, look, I helped this guy kill three people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's not a good plan. (laughs) It's not a good plan. None of this was a good plan at all from, you know, in the world or in the filmmaking world. Yeah. Joe walks over. He falls over. The killer then arrives again. A big trap gets him. She gets got. um, And then she rides around and that's it. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Yeah, it. look, <laughs> I, I, you know, <sighs> we said at the start we wouldn't, you know, shit on anyone's work, but I wrote in my notes that that was so amateurish. It felt sort of like a senior film class in high school project. Yes. And they figured out how to do this cool glitch effect. Yes. At the expense of everything else. <laughs> and they should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like... Oh my god! It is ah. So we're back in the house. Both both these guys have disappeared now. Uh, So we just have the two from the basement. The mustache and the other guy come into the room. Oh, where did everyone go? Uh, Dead man's back in the room, and mustache goes, "You know what? These other two disappeared. You should probably stay and do the same thing." Look through these tapes. Try and figure this out. Um, Yeah, we've got to get this tape. That's fucking it. So then we're in the next short. The sick thing that happened to Emily when she was younger, which I'm presuming is what Alex wrote down. <laughs> That's the title. Uh, my title for this is 
Boob FaceTime and kids? <laughs> Fetus is my name. Penis? Fetus. Oh, fetus. <laughs> Allie just calls everything penis. Penis. That's just a go-to. If I can't come up with anything, that's my version of Untitled. This is directed by Joe Swanberg. We saw him as the husband in the couple one that Ty West did earlier on. The Grand Canyon what? trip. That was him. Here he what? is directing one. He is well known for writing, directing, hanging out with people. Lena Dunham's one of his friends. He did LOL. He did Drinking Buddies. He did Digging for Fire. Love. And he is the creator, writer, and director of Easy, that show. Mm-hmm. Which people like that, right? Katie likes it. Yeah. Do we know it? I don't know. I don't watch it. Well, this is him. He, do, he made that. Now he's directing this. Written by Simon Barrett, who we talked about earlier, uh, who's a great writer, who works with Adam Wingard on nearly everything. Starring Helen Rogers as Emily and Daniel Kaufman as James, uh, who, by the way, is he's a music documentary director. That's what he does a lot of. Which makes a lot of sense. We're in laptop found footage. I'm very happy to mix some things up. Happy we're getting some different flavors. I think so Alex wait, how might argue. VHS. <laughs> What's the connection here? Is there some kind of time travel thing going on here? Because... I think you've got to let it go, Alex. I think... Clearly not recorded on a VHS. Did they record it back or what? They no, transferred to be honest, it to VHS. To be honest, I, I had dropped it by this point. <laughs> what's, glad to hear that. The name of the third one is... What's the name of the third movie? The third VHS. Oh, this is the third one. No, no, oh, no, viral. The, oh, viral. Okay. That gives you hope. That they're going to get more with the times. Well, yeah, it's, it sounds like this film would be more fitting for that one. But yeah, and also hard okay. for a VHS to go viral. <laughs> but we'll get that when we get to the third week. We're in laptop found footage. Uh, this is okay. This is one of my big fucking pet peeves. Uh, how many films come out set on a laptop, like Unfriended and Searching and stuff, and they go, "Wow!" This re-, and the amount of reviews I see from critics are like, "Oh, revolutionary! Like new take on film." It's been since the fucking, since Blair Witch, literally, I think it was a year after that, there was a found footage one. Was it Collinswood Story was, was that one? I can't remember. But I used to be obsessed with found footage and I watched every single one for many, many years and tried to make a site and I got to watching about 250 of them. I was like, now I have to stop because there was too many coming out. <laughs> found footage and laptops has always, always been around and I'm happy to see it reflected here because it does sort of help with the different ways you can do found footage. So we've just got two characters pretty much for this entire one, just talking to each other. I think it's, I always think it's a pretty good plot device, the laptop thing. You, you're not going to get as much shaky camera. You get other things to look at. If you're smart, you're going to use your desktop and other things to tell more of the story. They don't do yeah, that. Yeah, we've got yeah. this, because um, this is 2012, so it's the same year as Paranormal Activity 4. Yes. But most of that is through Skype. That is or true. through laptops. So it was the year for it. We've got a lady who looks like she's, I don't know, she'd come from a Lord of the Rings convention or something. She's got like a very <laughs> elfish kind of look to her. And then we've got a, a nerdy looking guy who looks like, yeah, he might get sent out to like fix your computers or something. He seems he seems nice enough from just appearances. He's sweet. He's really sweet. But you know, th- what do they start with this conversation? Just to establish, just to make sure we know they're in a relationship. He's like, hey, uh, show me your boobs. Why don't you... Uh, yeah, take off, uh, take out that top and bra, huh? Take your boobs out. And it's like, come on, really? <laughs> so we get boobs right away. Well, she has quickly said that she's got her arm is bruising and we're learning he's going to be a doctor. 
Yeah, so she's the opposite of the other girls where you got to like, you know, like some women alley, you just got to run up to them in the street and make them get their boobs out. <laughs> this lady, happy to oblige on camera, doesn't mind at all. Uh, she says she'll show him her apartment. Very confused about their relationship. Yeah. As we're starting, this is like, Me too. I don't know what stage we're at. <laughs> like, they seem like they've been friends forever. And then I thought Since that they were kids. If it wasn't for the boobs, I honestly thought they were brother and sister. <laughs> Like it's, yeah, it was like a weird kind of blur at the beginning because it was sort of insinuated that they lived in the same place, but then both moved away. Yeah. It's very confusing. He's like, yeah. Doesn't, and I don't think really plays into where we're going to go. Well, it's all about, well, we'll get it. She says, like, I'm going to show you my new apartment. And he says, don't worry, I'll see, I'll see it soon enough. <laughs> in a way of like, no, don't bother. I don't want, <laughs> I'll be there in a week, which is what we're going to learn later. A fucking week. <laughs> like all the stuff that's happening to her in this. And he's constantly like, don't worry, just wait a week. She shows him a place that she said she's heard footsteps. We're getting this immediate setup, which I like. I like this immediate setup of like, I've heard this stuff around yeah. my apartment. It's very cliched, but found footage. You can make bad found footage and it's still effective. That's just the power of feeling like you're the in the power camera. of the found footage. Yeah, I'm, I'm digging this, this sort of first sort of part of it. Yeah. But he's asking intelligent questions <laughs> like, I don't know, could the sound have come from upstairs? <laughs> But you know, after for me, after the whole kind of like show me your boobs bit, and there was kind of a it was, it was just to be clear, we all did when we started this Zoom call. Like that's just <laughs> yeah, that's how we that's how we do these things. <laughs> um, once they kind of warmed up, I guess not not, not the boobs, they're, they're acting. <laughs> <laughs> how do you warm the boobs up exactly, Alex? Um, once once the actors had warmed up. I liked their interaction. I thought there was like a nice sincerity between I thought them. I liked it at the start and then towards the end of it, he started really weirding me out. Like it, the way, he was very almost monotone. Was that intentional? Maybe, but I, I don't think there was any change in his acting. I think it's just because he was doing the same thing over and over and he wasn't changing oh, his right. reactions. I see what and you I was mean. like, it was like one note. I don't understand what, like, you're dating a cardboard box. Like, what is this guy? He's really strange. I genuinely think he is the worst actor in this entire <laughs> com anthology. Wow. There you go. And the reason for it, we like, Katie and I were like, this is ridiculous. And if we eventually figured it out like halfway through, what it feels like, because when you do something like this, she's talking to camera, you know, and then you put it in post into the webcam setup and then you get someone else so you could be acting against anyone and when you're reading your lines you're not going to be reading them off of the person you're doing it with you know and what it felt like was he was the director of the movie which he wasn't but he was the director reading the lines against her and then they were meant to yeah, replace yeah, we'll him later with the real actor then. and they forgot <laughs> i see what you mean that's how it felt it was just so nothing with no energy, no friction, no anything, like no intellect with the ad-libbing. And she's like doing the best she can with what she's got, you know, doing the yeah. best she can. And he's just giving her nothing. Constantly. I liked it. I liked that it was played down. Maybe because I was like, Succubus was like so... Over the top. Far over the top for me that it was like, okay, this guy is just going to give it nothing. And I'm like, I'm down <laughs> But he's that. like not interested in anything that's happening. It's just, I don't know. It made me not feel scared about anything. Just kind of, I mean, he's a bad actor, but it also character-wise feels like he is like using this girl for being young and attractive. And he, it almost feels like a sugar daddy and cute girl situation where she's dating him because sure. he's going to be a doctor and he's dating her, even though he clearly doesn't, give a shit about her 
other than he's like, eh, she's cute. She'll look good on my arm. And he's clearly not going to be a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> from the advice he's going to give her. <laughs> um, but anyway, she says, somewhere, I'm going to call you when spooky things happen again. Again, totally fine with the setup. It's nighttime. We do go straight into it. She calls him and she can hear something at her door. There's no build up here, no wind up. It's like, boom. There are weird noises. The fucking doorknob is moving like immediately. And I'm like, this is what you go to at the end of your show or your film. Like they just- No time, Al. No time. Go straight in. She opens it. There's no one there. And I'm, I am feeling a bit of whiplash with that for sure. And then she says it's haunted, but she's just so nonchalant about it. It's like, yeah, I think it's haunted. I should probably see- <laughs> You know what? How would you guys feel like with these shorts, you know, making it a case of with the scenes themselves, like coming in late, leaving early. So like, what if, what if this scene had started with that call of like, hey, there's something, someone knocking at the door rather than all this kind of unnecessary build up of what their relationship is. And like, what if it could have been cool if it jumped straight into that? Yeah. If the moment to moments were cooler. Yeah. I think that in some ways that makes it less awkward. Because you just straight. So in. then, when like because it's like where we're, it's a short, we don't need to know. I think you were saying in the last one, Ali, like we don't need to know. I don't, yeah, we don't need all the background, all this backstory. Like, so why not dive straight into some of these? Yeah. Like, well, and they're going to give us some spooks. backstory. Like now, like she's like, when this feels familiar. When I was twelve, apparently mm-hmm. they had to be apart, and now is the first time they've been apart since then. Right. Which, as soon as they introduced that, I was like, wait, they've known each other since they were kids. And then it's almost like if you're yeah. going to give backstory, you need to be able to give it thoroughly. But because they can't, yes. it's more confusing. Other than and I guess they're trying yeah. at the end of it when they reveal the twist, they're trying to say like, oh. He's been doing this their whole lives. Which yeah. is like, he's been doing this since he was 10? <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. He's exactly. been training to be a doctor <laughs> since he was 10. <laughs> a little kid runs into her room and shuts the door. <laughs> and then the next day, when they're talking again, in the worst dialogue of this entire fucking anthology, I think I saw a little kid, but it, I mean, it could have been anything. Maybe it was a breeze. <laughs> Just like, is that what he said? Maybe it's a breeze. Yeah, I, he said. <laughs> I did not you know catch the breeze quite part. often look like kids. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. She's itching her arms and she says, I should probably look up if a little kid died here. Night noises again. Again, it's very much paranormal activity. You know, night one, night two, Pattern. night three. Yeah. She's told him to record, but he's not recording it. Yeah, he tells her to get a weapon, so she gets some scissors, and she doesn't have a flashlight, so she uses the flash from a camera <laughs> to light up the room. Which, I mean, sure, it's a great staple, but, like, the setup here is just, like, stupid. And, yeah, there's a little kid that fucking glows, because clearly they thought, oh, maybe no one saw it. The beauty of found footage is that you have to really look, and you quite often, your brain is going, yep. did I see something or didn't I? Yeah, That's we're not suddenly in night footage. vision. Oh, so annoying. Um, what I wrote down here in this sentence was, what a shame this piece had promise. <laughs> but they got really bad pacing and yeah, really bad scare effects. Anyway, next day, the landlord says, no one has ever died in this apartment ever. <laughs> Definitely no kids ever lived there. I think someone's died in every apartment. But she's got some metal tweezers inside her arm, which is pretty nasty. She's taking a big yeah, hole in her arm. That was like almost a quarter size hole. Yes. And I feel like she's meant to be 19 because he says, this is like your leg from seven years ago, which is when they were talked about the last time something happened to us when she was 12 or whatever. I don't know. 
It's confusing. It's weird. But whatever. Uh, yeah, and then she takes like a metal fork and starts putting it towards her arm. But he's like, no, that's not good for you. I'm a doctor, damn it. <laughs> putting metal forks inside your arm. Disapprove. And he's like, don't worry, I'll be there in a week and I'll look at it. You're acting really crazy. <laughs> Oh, night again, more sound. She says she's got to close her eyes so the ghost doesn't scare her. Um, so he's got to like use the camera in the laptop and talk to the ghost. But it, this is really where it became evident. I was like, he's such, he's just so bad. He's really terrible. Like, he's... And yeah, we're just going to see a lot of kids standing there. Some really bad effects. And I'm waiting for like, where's this going to go? Some Nowhere. bad static, some fucking music box score. And then she's on her side and it's basically like we're at the end of the film. Like that's what like we're in the twist, yeah. and I was like, "What?" And we also I what? can't figure yeah. out if the two people, because then it's all of a sudden it's two people that have been in her apartment, not just one, right? What do you mean? Well, there's there multiple. There's multiple. Kids. Okay. He comes in. Right, right, right. And if you, well, yeah. So then he walks in. He's just in like the next room. Cuts her open. She's no muscles, by the way, just skin, and then rip. And then the uterus that you. Yeah, and then pulls out a little weird baby thing and then just starts talking to the room of children who clearly aren't Yeah, so at this point I was completely lost and I didn't realize it until after I read it. Like read what the kids were called in the credits and then looking it up. Because at this point I was absolutely lost as to what he was saying to them, who they were. I was like, what are these weird ghost kids (laughs) just sitting there? Yeah, sitting sitting and observing. And they're all called, yeah, aliens. They're all alien kids. Uh, and he says something. Aliens are not ghosts. He's like, maybe he says this something about be- it being a human. Yeah. He says right here, you're telling me part of this thing is human. How many more times are you going to have to do this to her? I don't think she can survive that many times. We get like the most cute, clumpy exposition at the end of like, yeah. now let's ex- try to explain everything. And it's so embarrassing because these fucking kids are just standing there with terrible static effects, <laughs> terrible music box music. Him doing terrible acting. And that line uh, makes like, no sense. like, there's a tracking sense. device in her arm. Does that have an expiration date? It's like... And then he's like, oh, well, going to have to make it seem like an accident again. It's so weird. It's so bad. And then you cut from that to her all bruised up with a broken arm, which is comical. <laughs> to card cut from that scene to her just like... He just like cut She has like a bruise on her eye. She's in a sling. <laughs> And she's like, a doctor told me I have a mild form of schizophrenia, so I'm just crazy. <laughs> and then she says she loves him. He doesn't say it back. And then we tune out and we see, oh, he's talking to another lady on video chat who's also got a sore spot on her arm, who then shows her <laughs> him her boobs too, because... What else do you do doing, on like, a camera? All she can do is like bite her finger in a totally non-sexy, sexy way. Oh, man. And you're like, and you know, and it's like, that would be one thing if you're like, oh, he was just using the woman before. But no, he has a history with the woman before. He's doing everything for her. But then he's like finding other women as well. Like, I don't. Yeah. At that point, I was like, did he know that other girl when he was a kid? (laughs) (laughs) But this one for me, like, I I was enjoying the start and and I thought it was like having a lot of promise. And then it it just lost me real quick. And, you know, I, I like that sort of twist of uh and we talked about this in Blair Witch especially in the the sequel of of that idea of something supernatural but what if it's actually extraterrestrial yeah. what if it's alien like and that's cool i think that's such a cool kind of idea to explore but 
they just don't yeah it's all the execution it's all the execution yeah. this for me is like again i'm not talking about the idea of it but the execution of that final third of this is the worst thing i've seen so far in this <laughs> anthology it just like falls so hard on its face worse than even the last one so much you? worse so much worse <laughs> but that's what i mean it's like the idea like the acting between the two of them is bad but like she's at least something she's compelling and that setup is fine and the laptop thing is fine the idea is better like all of that stuff but i think about you think about the glitch killer in the last one and then you think about this ending of just the camera falls on its side music box fucking music plays for no reason kids are just standing there with glowy photoshop eyes and shit and it's just like this is abysmal <laughs> this is like Right, so bad. At least the glitch killer looked professional, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what to do with this. And we cut back to the old man room. Mustache comes back in, and another one of his friends is gone. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> and the old man is gone. And this is where we should be getting the setup, right? You know, before the wrap up. No, this is the end. This is the wrap up because this is the last segment of tape fifty-six. This is, this is so funny. Which you put at the end of the fucking movie. Why it's here, I don't know. It's like they had one too many short films and they didn't have enough segments. And they just, well, I don't know, just put another one afterwards. It's so weird. Anyway, he runs around, finds his friend headless, runs from someone standing in the doorway, falls down the stairs, of course, hurts his foot, gets got. Oh, I just realized I didn't do a kill count for any of these. <laughs> I think you're fine. I'll add, I'll add it up now. Add I'll give up. you one okay, at the end. Uh, he falls down, hurts his foot, he gets got. And then we cut back to the old man's chair as the VHS just starts playing itself. And I wrote down, Again. they're not even trying anymore. No. <laughs> they're not even trying anymore. Not even trying. And we're in our final short. 10-31-98 Halloween. I call this one Barbecue Boys. I call this Bear Boy. <laughs> bear Boy. <laughs> To be clear, if you're if you're um, English, this would be thirty one ten ninety eight. Yeah, just a translate. And Australian, same. So again, like time travel connection, VHS. <laughs> this one, on this one's like ninety eight. That's fine. VHS is fine for ninety eight. Absolutely. Directed by Radio Silence. It's a nanny cam, though. He says. It is a nanny cam. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, which the sound quality is pretty good on. <laughs> um, Radio Silence directed this. These are four filmmakers. It's always credited as three, but there's actually four of them. Uh, they did Devil's Due. They did yeah, Southbound, which is apart from that um, anthology. But they're really known now for they just did Ready or Not, which was a cool horror film from last year. Mm. And Alex, we're going to be covering them pretty soon from the looks of things because they are directing Scream 5. Claps. That's the sound of Alex clapping. <laughs> <laughs> which, which as of as we record Nev Campbell just uh, announced that they are in talks with her to come back oh. more claps written by Matt Benelli, Alpin, Tyler Gillett Justin Martinez and Chad Villella which are all Radio Silence starring Chad Villella as Chad Matt Bettinelli, Alpin as Matt Tyler Gillett as Tyler Paul Natanek as Paul and Nicole Erb as The Girl um, so most of these directors, yep, they're just putting themselves in front of the camera here because it's just easier. You're controlling your found footage elements. Totally get it. We're going to open, though, on September the 17th, 1998. We get some men are at a barbecue with their wives being B men. Barbecue boys. I thought they were all gay. <laughs> oh, really? I, I thought, thought that too. I thought, okay, we're, go we're going a bit of a different angle here. We've had douchey bros. We're going to show some, some guys that are all into each other. But then... They were still kind of douchey, but I still thought they were gay. They're like, but they're like an LA level of douchey. 
you know <laughs> they're just like right. general like just some dudes hanging out like i don't know if i'd want to hang out with them all the time but they're totally <laughs> ariel just said they exclaimed about finding. they did exclaim about <laughs> finding <laughs> i missed that. i guess i missed that good fun of because women I, because i knew they were lying and i wanted them to just tell their truth <laughs> and be themselves they weren't ready for it maybe this was the journey of exploration that they needed by the end of the movie because uh, there is an alternate ending to this um which is just gay porn <laughs> <That's the alternate. laughs> it's halloween and then cut to one of them dressed up as a bear uh he bear goes boy. downstairs to a car picking him up for a party we've got four four guys one's a pirate who's driving one's a marine one's a bear and one i think is in the hangover is that right because that came out like three years earlier it looks like he's got the hoodie and the shades and stuff from the hangover. Mm. I don't know. I think it was relevant at the time. Now it's just like, did you what? bother putting a costume on? And I think they're driving from like Culver City to Mar Vista kind of area somewhere. Some of the streets we recognize for sure. They arrive at the house that this party's meant to be at. It's a big old house. It seems very quiet. And they find a way inside. There's no one there. And then immediately the person with the camera sees a little ghost girl like fades into black and i was like normally i'd write down that was not that was too cheesy but from what we just saw it's pretty good <laughs> oh yeah it's looking great it's looking from great. what we just saw i was like whoa <laughs> look at these like whoa i was like so oh yeah um yeah so they hear some noises upstairs so they head on up uh well a few weird things start happening like doors are opening and like again like there's no time for wind up let's just get going and i am more engaged with this group i like that they got different costumes on it's fun it's improbable that they're going to go to a party find their way in and then just wander around for <laughs> well that's what i was do. a little confused about where they thought they were going to the like because when they're driving i back up i was very happy that when they were in the car so far none of them are you know, huge douchebags. We get there. On the way, they're like confused about what street they're on. And they're like, wait, was it Marina or was it Marvin? And they like don't know where they are. So when they're walking into this house, I was like, do they, is it the wrong house? Or do they, are they, do they think they're going to a haunted house? Is that the party? Because they even comment on the fact that when because they it's walk a, it's in. It's like a heritage, it's, it's like a heritage listed house, right? Because they show when they get to the door. The camera pans slightly and there's a plaque. Yeah. Like at the door. So I was like, oh, this must be like some old heritage house. Yes. Yeah. But I, I, I needed some line about, I just met some like stranger last night and she gave me like the address for it. I need something for with this, like, like an cool haunted house or something. Them here. Because the fact yeah, that things are happening like, and why were they invited there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. But whatever. I agree um, it looks cool though Also can we just rewind even further back When Mr. Bear is leaving his house And he walks past his his flatmate What is that guy saying to him? Do you remember? He was like something about midnight Like don't forget or something Did he? I don't think yeah, I and I was like, that. Yeah I mean I guess it was just a little red herring But he was like this weird kind of dude I, I, I heard like, him say hey that. dude your okay. dumb friends are here Yeah I right. didn't hear anything after that feels yeah, accurate LA. anyway they go upstairs he sees a girl in reflection of a mirror in a little kid's room then all the lights go out we get some serious sound production in this which again normally for a found footage movie i'm going to take umbrage with that i don't like when they use sound production in the found footage movie but it's you know it's borderline intrusive here and again this one's definitely just done for fun we're going to go full out fucking insane in a minute so fine 
They hear people a floor above, so they find a staircase hidden in a bathroom that goes up to the attic. Again, I don't mind all these things, and I think there's a way to play it. They're, they're getting away with it, but I think there were better ways to like show the dynamic of this lot exploring this house, you know, in a way that I would be on the ride with them. Instead, it very much feels like we need you to explore the house for the film, you know. But yeah, they they head up into the attic, and there's a weird, it's like religious sacrament happening with a woman strung up uh, who is not naked. So, Hallelujah. <laughs> missed opportunity to have even more boobs in this anthology. I don't know what's happening. I really love this, though, because they think it's, yeah, some sort of immersive theater thing, essentially. And they're like, there's chanting going on in the attic. And it's one of my two favorite things in this whole anthology is probably them then copying chanting, the chanting. back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so good. It's so good. They just find it hilarious. <laughs> so they just join in. And a woman starts screaming for help. The men smack her. So one of and then one of them just suddenly fucking levitates. <laughs> gets pulled into the air. And then another one does. So yeah, they all run and like, oh shit. They get out the fucking door, but then the camera guy says, Wait, 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 we can't leave. We can't leave. We have to go back for her because they can still hear her screaming. So just call the cops. The good guys. The good guys. They head back up, take a little scuffle with two dudes, free the woman, and then hands start coming out of the floorboards, to which I wrote down, I like this stupid shit. I liked it too. Oh, I, I was like, it. this like, is I, great. Yeah. This is, I would go to this haunted house if someone recreated it. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, thought absolutely. it was fun. It was like, this is really fun haunted house. This is so much. And then after everything we'd seen, I was like, this is the most amazing special effects I've ever seen. <laughs> this is fucking great. This is the best. <laughs> Just keep going. I love it. <laughs> uh, birds are flying through. As a, okay, so they go through the house and all this crazy shit's happening. Like birds are flying through. Sooty handprints are climbing along walls. Door handles disappear. My favorite effect is the window of the door they got to get out of. The window just shrinks into itself and disappears. And now the door handle just implodes on itself. It gets like pulled in as they go for it. Like loads of cool crazy shit happening. And i remember the first time i watched it yeah like you say you're just like you've been through some shit in this anthology and you're like oh thank goodness for some fun and effects you know yeah. but watching it this time i was like all these things that happen almost all of them and i don't know what year they created that logo but almost all of them are the opening logo for blumhouse <laughs> like it's almost all the stuff uh, like the right. floating chair yeah. handprints on the wall the creepy ghost girl like it's like they just took all the effects from this section and just like yeah just use all those and put them into one thing to make the Blumhouse production <laughs> look uh, so weird. Uh, anyway, hands come out as they're trying to escape the house. It's really cool. Um, and then they get into the car. They drive off. The car then just stops. They've got the girl with them. And yeah, we're going to basically learn. It's kind of like Evil Dead uh, remake opening. It's like, you know, we're going to learn. Like They think that she's the victim. But actually, they were trying to purify her or something because she's clearly possessed and is making all of these things happen. And she then disappears from the car. She's outside. Then she's gone. Then she's in front of them. More John Woo birds fly by. And then a train comes at them. Kills them. And VHS comes up. End credits. Done. We do not four kill. Go back to the wraparound. I was waiting to go back to the wraparound. We do not. That's it. We're out. (laughs) That is not how anthology is done. So we got four kills in that one. Not including the cultists. Okay. Okay. Um, No kills in... The other one. We have. Uh, uh, I won't go through that. <laughs> I mean, if you want to privately add them up and let us know, Alex. <laughs> uh, there is an alternate ending for this one where they get out of the car and then they're walking away as the car gets hit by the train and it explodes behind them, essentially. 
and then and it's really bad because they're just walking away going wow that was a crazy night wasn't it and they're all like joking and being ridiculous and then it just ends and you're like yeah that would have been really unsatisfying particularly from vhs where i guess the point of all these tapes is like they're all like snuff tapes people always die at the end of every single one of these and that's why they can't tell these stories other than through these tapes you know are we going to talk about those end credits we're going to talk about it because this is where i'm going to go back to what i said at the beginning where i was like if you try and unsettle me these are the things that happen cool you know pulling up that woman's like top and stuff it served a purpose if you're looking at it from the opening and what the mood they're trying to create the problem is you get to the end credits and they're going to loop that shot over and over and over again that was insane fucking nuts and that was where you're like okay because it was like so many things it's down to someone's intention and it's very hard to tell with films what someone's intention was you get the end credits you're like okay and maybe it wasn't the problem is maybe it wasn't a filmmaker's intention i'm guessing the end credits were put together by bloody disgusting or whoever you know uh so it could well be the producers and the distributors who like you know decided to this is what we have over end credits um so who knows who's responsible for some of that stuff but it definitely left a bad taste in my mouth <laughs> to like go out on yeah oh, it really did there you go because for me for me it was like with that bit as well was going back to what you were saying earlier about okay you can look at it and say that they were creating that feeling of being unsettled and working in a context of found footage that you can have that you can sort of justify these deplorable characters in that context but then when it got to that it was like oh well then it's, yeah is it just the attitude of the creators and then it's kind of a bit it's even more kind of gross and yeah icky it's hard to tell it is hard to tell um okay so before we get into our final feelings of vhs and what you are and are not hoping for with vhs2 we're going to look at this you know array of comments <laughs> uh in our in our zoom chat uh one of them is what have we got here? What have we got? Let's have a little look through. I had some DMs as well, actually, on Instagram, but I can't be fucked to go through that. We'll get better at this next week. Do um, look at the DMs. We can quit Instagram now. It's fine. <laughs> uh, many things just asking Alex to show you your penis. Um, that was to Sean. <laughs> for all three of us to enjoy. <laughs> can you rate the penis on scale of hilarious to scary? I think it was neither. The- uh, neither hilarious nor scary. So I guess just right at five. Because <laughs> <laughs> we meant you mentioned earlier in movies, a penis can only be terrifying or hilarious, and I don't yes. think this one's either one. In Hollywood, yeah. Well then, well. Done I guess we're not in Hollywood. This is a great leap forward for penis. <laughs> Why do all the women only see themselves as sex objects as well? I can answer this on, because Alex. if you look at the credits. They're also all men. Yeah. Which is, sorry. Well, let's answer the questions and then I'll wrap around. No, 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 no. Go for it. <laughs> that was a question, oh, okay. was it? Yeah, that was a question. No, I, I didn't know if there were more. I was going to say, let's finish them. Well, a pointed one for Alex with his problems with the technology. How did they record Google Glasses? Exactly. What is the, is there time travel here? What's the tech? Like, why are they then converting it back on the VHS? <laughs> I don't know. Also asking, why has she known him since she was pre-pubescent? Oh, that's got to do with uh, Emily, right? Yeah. Yeah. Aliens. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Need I say more? Yeah. So was he an alien? He was just a human. Yeah, he was a human. Working for the aliens. Working with aliens. But but has been 
in cahoots with aliens since he was. Are they supposed to look like aliens? Boy? The other kids are they aliens? They're meant to be aliens. They're credited as They're aliens, aliens in the IMDb. Okay. They don't look um, like how aliens. Do you all... I guess we don't know what aliens look like. Maybe they do look like aliens. I think most of these uh, have none of you seen Cabin in the Woods is A plus meta I've seen Cabin in the Woods I think I have but I don't remember and I would like to know where this haunted house is if it's in LA and still open not during COVID times but you know Halloween and were the effects successful um, I think it's very much a yeah sometimes in the last short film <laughs> I thought it all right in the first one as no well, yeah too. there's like some good ones everything the, like, the kill on the honeymoon looks good I mean, the glitch man. Yeah, glitch man was yeah. decent. Actually, the majority of effects were okay, and it's hard with found footage because the tracking. You know, like most effects just do with tracking, and tracking found footage is a nightmare because you got like a fucking camera being like shaking around. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was most excited so by the one from the last one. Yeah, I think we've covered that last question. How do we all react to the ways women are sexualized and manipulated yeah, by all the men? I think we've covered that. I think, I think <laughs> we're all just suitably aroused by it, basically. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's get into our feelings on VHS and where we want this wonderful franchise to head to next. Let's start with Allie. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so overall thoughts. I honestly did not enjoy any of the short films other than the last one. <laughs> <laughs> and I do think, as Alex mentioned, the reason this one feels so much better is a couple of things, but it's partially because the other ones are so bad that this one feels really significant. But it's also because these are the first four guys that aren't total dickheads. And they, most of my notes for this short is like, I really hope these guys don't end up being assholes. Okay, so far they're doing okay. And then as soon as they go back into the house, to like save the girl i immediately started typing my typical why do why are people in scary stories always doing stupid things like going back in when you should just call the cops and then i realized oh wait no i asked for this i wanted them to be good guys so at least they're being good guys so i was fine with that but overall it's extremely problematic for me that every other than the last one all the dudes suck some of the women like the honeymoon one she comes back and she's the one who kills him so maybe that feels like redemption for some people but the fact that every guy in all of these short films is the same and very one-dimensional and then as soon as you get to the credits and see only men men's names in the credits it's like okay not only are you saying that in this film you've created all men are horrible but if it's also all of these films were made without the knowledge of what the other films were going to be and they were all made by men then this is the only way that men think and that's super frustrating it made me think of piranha 3d feel free to go back and listen to me and katie's comments on that and yeah i think ariel brought up um why do women also only see themselves as sex objects and i think it's just because that's how it was written and that sucks so what are you hoping for next week with VHS 2? I'm hoping for more creativity in the stories. I'm hoping for characters that are not one-dimensional. I'm hoping for technology to be better. I know that's part of the appeal with found footage is like 
the way the first one started where it's really bad quality, but it's, it just confuses me. And it's, it gets to the point where it's like, I can't tell who is who, who's doing what, I guess it's maybe not as important in this genre. But yeah, I'd like to be able to root for the characters the way I was, or at least be interested in their story the way I was in the last short film. Okay. Okay. Well, good luck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Alex, what about you? I just realized also we're still on Instagram and you and I sat <laughs> Silence. there for 10, 10 minutes not saying anything because Ali isn't in the Instagram We did. Stream. If you're listening to this, by the way, and you're frustrated with this, like a constant reference to Instagram stuff, we're going to sort it out from this point forward where this won't be a problem. We won't have to mention it again yeah. other than at the beginning and end. Um, so, uh, yeah, <laughs> this is the only episode like this. <laughs> this is a good first, first uh, run. Uh, yeah, my feelings... Yeah, I struggled right from the get-go with the, the the characters and the the tone that was set immediately with these kind of just disgusting, horrible men, and like it was just uncomfortable and and inappropriate in some places. And and you know that's not to say that those characters couldn't work or shouldn't be shown. And and within this found footage context, as we keep coming back to, I think you don't necessarily have to have characters you like, but I think there's more clever and perhaps more nuanced ways of doing that. Whereas this sort of overall, and then how it kind of wraps up at the end for me felt, it felt like a bunch of teenage boys sat around in a room and listed out ideas of the kind of things that they would want to create in little short horror films if they could and like ticked off all the boxes of like yeah let's like let's get some shots of us smashing shit yeah let's do that yeah let's get some tits yeah cool let's do that let's and like just like ticked a whole bunch of things off that they wanted to do and it just felt so in a way it just didn't feel sort of refined and well put together it felt like it was really just all thrown together with the writing and the acting and so for me it was just like yeah there was a there was a part of me that was just watching it that was like this is just not enjoyable for or and and i I don't see how how you could even make this now and maybe it's just because things have shifted culturally and and we're more aware of certain things but it just it didn't sit right with me for the for the opening too especially but it sort of also then reached a point where i was like okay i'm going to kind of embrace the sort of bad acting and the cheesy sort of tropes and go along with it and i think particularly after those first two where we sort of moved past the 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 dicks and the douches and just asshole guys then i was like okay this is i'm just gonna have fun with this now and yeah, and I really enjoyed it when it got to that last one and it was just sort of a, a haunted house ride and had had some fun effects and it, it just felt a bit more enjoyable. So yeah, that's kind of, it's, it sort of sits in a funny place for me. Um, and I see your points as well, Ali, and kind of feel very similar to you in that sense. But but at the same time, I, I, I found a place where I could sort of sit and, and enjoy it um, and kind of laugh at it at points. So yeah, where would I like to see it go next? I think for me, it's just kind of... I, I, I enjoy the anthology thing because I guess 
I think you said this before, Al, like if, if one is kind of shitty or bad, at least you know there's going to be a point when it finishes and it's going to, it's sort of going to wipe the slate clean and you're going to have something new and... So, but I would like something that's a bit more refined in it in its planning and then maybe it's some of its casting and acting and writing and maybe have, yeah, a, you know, proper bookends that, that doesn't necessarily connect everything, but has a sort of a bit more of a, a cohesive feel if, as far as the bookends go, if you're going to have it like that again, like where there feels like there's a greater relevance of these mixtapes of uh, found footage films to to the the main story i guess yeah and and yeah just feeling like a little less thrown together and maybe you know not so testosterone charged (laughs) it's really funny because i'm like okay (laughs) because i think there are three things that we're looking at number one is the quality of how a story is told you know how effective it is and what it's trying to do from how it's shot from effects from yeah acting like all of that stuff you know um how they're delivering it then there's the element of the idea do we like the idea of a short like could that did it have promise did it have you know even if it was badly made whatever and then the last part is are the characters likable are we on board with that journey with them and i think they're the three things that we're really like judging these segments with and i think we're just slightly leaning to different angles of like because i'm always like i say i'm always a person where it's so important for me to have likable characters like nothing is more important to me than having likable characters but when i come to something like this with horror films i can sometimes particularly in a short format horror film if i'm not going to be sitting with these same characters for two hours like if i was sitting with those first characters or even the second characters for an entire film couldn't do it couldn't do it but for like a 10 minute segment or something, 15 minute segment, sure, I can, as long as it's effective. And for me, I really mean it. Those first two segments, they make me unnerved. They make me uncomfortable. They put some bad taste in my mouth. But I think the idea of going to the house to look for the tape and then putting in the tapes, to like, you know, join you into other things. Great. Love it. The dead man in that couch behind, crazy you'd stay in that room, but immediately unsettling. This simple idea of like going to this bar and then like you're having that girl come back and then like the switch with it, very cliched, but I think they I think they do it really fucking well in that show. I, I really like the director of the ritual and I think everything he does has a certain quality to it that I really, really enjoy. When you come out of those first two, I'm like, this is the best anthology I've seen. If they could just keep this level, I might not like these people, but like I'm hoping the next one I'll like the people a bit more. I'm hoping there'll be one that's funny. You know, I'm hoping, but if they can keep that level of execution. The problem is they do introduce characters that are mildly more likable. Uh, They do introduce some ideas that maybe a little bit could have been much more interesting, but they either fuck up the endings of those ideas (laughs) or the execution is so out the window. Like, you know, just like all that quality of filmmaking is gone. And that's my real problem. So for me, it's like that quality is high at the beginning. Whether you like the people or not is less important to me uh, for this occasion. So I really struggle with this because it's way too long. It's way, 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 way too long. Yeah. You do not need this much in. And, and a big thing that I appreciate about next week when we're talking about VHS 2, it's substantially shorter. And VHS Viral, even shorter again. Uh, <laughs> they had to like really like speed it out to get them out one year after another. Yeah, so like, I don't know. I, I, I hope you're both scoring these with an actual score point system or something as you go Oh, on. yes. Because it's going to get confusing when you get to the end. Because in our wrap up, we're going to have to rank all of them in order and for me so this is we're ranking my them sh- so the short films not overall. all the short okay. films 
yeah all the short films and this has become my journey i said at the beginning i have a, like a journey on this one i'm holding hope that from the three films there will be enough shorts in there that would make one great vhs for me so i'm going to pick my favorite wraparound that comes are you three. thinking what i'm thinking i alex? am thinking what you're thinking alex but after mm-hmm. we've undressed also i'm thinking <laughs> that we should take our favorite wraparound from the three vhs films and then i'm gonna pick the four or five like best shorts out of these and then create one one vhs film which yes. just has the highlights in it because it's so easy to do with these it wouldn't be a problem for editing at all and I, i'm hoping i mean i have vague recollections of the next few weeks i'm hoping there's enough hoping there's enough so we'll get we'll basically put together a vhs we are geeks cut exactly exactly and i can tell you right now for me like that yeah the for amateur night will be a part of it for sure i am salivating at the thought (laughs) amateur night will be a part of it and the last one will be a part of it and they is those are the only two i would take from this would be the i can accept that uh whether the wraparound i like the setup for the wraparound it's very frustrating it doesn't have a good enough ending so we'll see what the other wraparounds offer i will tell you this if you struggled with her acting in amateur night the succubus as it were that's the only film from these it got a spin-off feature length movie oh called siren what's it called siren and there are quite a lot of movies called siren but you can look it up not directed by the director because i was like wait the dude from the ritual did a feature length version of this like i'm totally in it's not found footage it's not directed by him i suggest before next week uh you both go and watch the trailer for it because is it from 2016 sounds about right it's got a bit the poster's just her back pretty much yeah yeah is it the same actress it is her playing the same character in the spin-off All right. with a bunch of dudes on like a stag do or something and they go off on a little weird sort of hangover hostel type adventure you know what i will probably watch it <laughs> <laughs> this is the extra homework i'm gonna watch that although i'm less excited after watching the trailer and i'm gonna watch southbound before we get to wrap up but that's it but yeah i just found it fascinating that that's the one which got a spin-off but again not a spin-off where you're concentrating not the director and not found footage so it's like okay so you're throwing out the two things that made that what, <laughs> what it really is but fair enough next week however i'm going to tantalize us in a little second with what's happening first of all again if you're new to us please do go to we are geek subscribe and rate it helps us out a whole damn bunch you can also follow me on all of my social medias i'm mr al white on everything also on xbox also on playstation my switch friend code is on my twitter just go through my media Alex, how can people interfere with you? You can find me on Instagram or uh, Twitter at Alexander Chard. Allie. You can find me on Instagram at Allie Sue. Next week then, VHS2. Again, I've told you it is going to be shorter. So, thumbs up for that. I believe there are only four shorts next week in it, not including the wraparound. I can tell you Adam Wingard is coming back. He is returning to do one. Uh, I can tell you that Gareth Evans, the director of The Raid, that fantastic fucking martial arts film, he's going to be delivering I thought you were something. about to say Edwards. And Alex. No, not Gareth Edwards. Uh, although I did see on the site they quoted him as Gareth Edwards. Like <laughs> um, Alex, I can tell you something that will make you excited, my friend. We are getting Eduardo Sanchez next week. The yes, Blair Witch Project, one of the two main directors from that is going to be giving us a short. So, like, come on. Gareth Evans, Adam Wingard, Eduardo Sanchez. That sounds like a good uh, I think Jamie Nash is a writer of one. 
Jamie Nash is a writer of one. We've got uh, the writer, Adam Wingard's writer, who wrote two of these, Simon Barrett. I believe he's directing one of them next week as well. Don't know if he normally directs or not. I'll have to look into that. It, sequels normally get worse, right? I'm hoping it gets better. That's my hope. We'll see. We will see. Oh, I feel like it can get better. Didn't mention this, but by the way, amazing posters. Uh, one of the things I love about VHS is their original posters. Uh, the first two, at least, were done by Gravelis, which are a great studio here in LA. Um, and they're Wait, did fantastic. you give us the IMDb score for it's this? Five point. Yeah, this one got a five point eight. Five point eight out of ten. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. Yes, we'll be back next Friday. Until then. Oh, no, wait. <laughs> Fuck's sake. It doesn't matter, though, does it? Because it's being recorded, so no one's going to notice. Uh, yeah, I'll set off. All right, we'll be back next Friday. Until then, we're out. Geeks. <laughs> Geeks. Geeks.